Oh, I thought you were going to keep going. I, I was kind of stuck. I was about to drop was, down the yeah, right. volume. I was kind of stoked. I love this song. It, well, it's, it's a, so trippy. When it starts breaking down, oh, yeah. my, oh, it's 10. All right, it is jobbing out. Do they need to make like a uh, dubstep version to make him a face now? Like, that's what they usually do. They that usually, is typically the way it works, yeah, isn't they, they it? Yeah, they make like a dance version ch- of it. Vince, yeah. I know you listen every week. Do not, <laughs> do not fan. touch Bray's music. I will slap that orange Remember this. suntan. Yo, that's your future employer. Your Settle down. Like I said, if you touch how this went for Titus, you saw how this went for Titus, bro. You, you just settle touched down. him. God, jobbing out. Episode number fifty-seven. The uh, the Bart Scott episode of the show. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, The Baltimore Sun, and Rolling Stone, as well as, of course, the main event. 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 I like now, by the way, it's AJ Francis of the Seattle Seahawks. You know what I really like is they're on Twitter. People refer to him as the main event, vent, 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 They do. It's actually really great. That's a lot of characters. It is a lot of characters to waste in describing it, but I love it. It's totally worth it. It really makes me happy. Speaking of the listeners, just want to shout out, we had a great show last week, numbers-wise. We gained a lot of people, whether it's from the MIGs, whether they heard you on Bret Hart, whether they heard us with Bret Hart, or we just met them at Mania Crawl. Awesome. We love you guys. We hope you came back for this week. Uh, remember, subscribe on iTunes. Yep. Uh, every subscriber helps, and get the word out. Yeah, absolutely. Because this is easily the best wrestling podcast in the world. I, I have said before, right? Like, It's just, hard for us to compete with wrestling podcasts of wrestlers, like Stone yeah, Cold. Yeah, correct. And That's exactly right. But like of non-wrestlers, of just really cool guys that are wrestling fans, easily number one. I have said I'm very happy where the show's at right now. We're presenting... Um, a lot of people get mad at, at, at AJ, right? A lot of people get mad at AJ yep. because AJ is very defensive of certain things and the typical wrestling smart is not as defensive of those things. Because I'm just not an asshole. But I like that we're bringing it from all sides. Yes. I like that we don't just sit here and say... You can be mad at me all you want. That doesn't make you less of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> not that anyone who listens to the show is an asshole. Well, we're we all probably, I, I don't know. We probably have a few assholes. But we're listen. assholes. Yeah, so, I, mean, but, I mean, I'm an asshole. I'm just not an asshole when it comes to like watching wrestling. Right. So I, I like that we're sort of presenting things from all sides. I like where the, the yep. conversation's gone. But we love weeks. the feedback as well. So. And yeah, we love that you guys uh, reach out to us on Twitter and stuff like that. Very cool. And uh, we are hoping to, I don't know what's the story. We haven't really talked about payback yet and if we're going to have, be able to get together and do something like that. But I'd love to get together again and do something. We need to call your boy uh, just Johnny Crabcakes. And, Ooh, uh, that and, sounds like a plan. <laughs> yeah, right? Get something figured out for that night. All right, um, so we got a lot to do this week. Later on in the show, we mentioned Steve Miggs, our buddy from out in Seattle, who is uh, just like my favorite person on the planet. Yeah, he's awesome. Great because dude. he just Great kicks dude. ass, and he's been so good to us. And uh, he's mornings with BJ and Miggs. That's the, uh, I don't know BJ. Does BJ not like us? You've never had a BJ? Everyone loves exactly what I said. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. Uh, no, a KISW out in Seattle. 99.9. 99.9. And uh, he's the morning show host out there. And he's going to join us a little bit later on. Aaron's got to depart early. Yeah, I'm, I'm making so, the hot tag out Yeah, so what, well, what we're doing, though, when Aaron leaves, we're giving you more Aaron. Yeah. Because Aaron caught up with uh, Moose Quinogenica. You may remember him if you're from our area, former... High school football standout down at the Matha went on to the NFL, in fact, with the Atlanta Falcons. And uh, now Moose in Ring of kicking Honor. Kicking ass. Definitely kicking ass. And Aaron caught up with him down in Dallas. So 
when Aaron leaves, we'll still somehow give you more Aaron on this show. And then after that, it'll be AJ and I for top five. We'll be chatting with uh, our man Steve Miggs for this week's top and five. And I loved how you said, Aaron, that you're giving Miggs a hot tag. That was awesome. That was not a bad reference. I, I figure, I figure by that point, I'm probably going to be the face in peril, so I'm going to need right, that the hot tag. Right, the crowd's going to be juiced, right? <laughs> yeah. The crowd's going to be ready for it. Like, all right, get out of there. Let's get in there. And then Miggs comes Miggs! in. He does, he does all his shit. He's Titus O'Neil, basically, yeah. right? Like, he, he just gets, gets the, the hot shit t- in. He just gets the shit in. He's and, Dean. He's, he's Mojo. That's a good point. Yep. That is exactly there who we go. he is. Oh, man. All right, so that'll be a little bit later on in today's program. We led, of course, with Bray Wyatt's music because... Uh, Bray Wyatt's awesome. Well, there's good and bad this week. The good is Bray Wyatt's awesome. The bad is <sighs> Bray Wyatt's hurt. <laughs> unfortunately. And unfortunately, it seems to always work that way anymore in the WWE. Pretty much. I, I guess my first question, and I'll put this to both of you guys, is this worse for Bray or worse for the WWE? I would say it's worse for Bray. I think so, too. And the reason I think it's worse for Bray is because I think Bray was really just on the precipice, big word, of getting... International business. <laughs> of of getting the push that all of his fans, myself included, have been wanting for him. I mean, Aaron was there, WrestleMania 30. I wore a Bray Wyatt t-shirt. I yeah. wore a Bray Wyatt sheet mask, and I was devastated when he lost to Cena. I mean, everybody loses to Cena, but <laughs> I, it, it was devastating. And, the words never spoken. <laughs> and... And it's I, really weird this competition he's doing on Fox when he ends up winning. <laughs> if Cena uh, goes no, over, they're like true grit. They're, they're ten, ten oh, people, American grit, ten people com- competing, hosted by John Cena, and then he actually. Well, wins. you know, it's just gonna be like 2011. Someone wins a title tournament, and then he just comes he's right in. there. Yeah. Yeah. He's waiting for you. That's hilarious. But uh, yeah, I mean, I feel bad for him because he was just at the edge. Because I mean, I feel like we all see Roman's heel turn coming when you have him facing AJ Styles at. Payback, yep. and you have him aligning—not aligning, but doing something with Bray Wyatt. We all assumed that when he did the heel turn, it would be with Dean. Uh-huh. But you can do it just as well with a face Bray Wyatt because a face Bray Wyatt—are we 100 percent sure a face Bray Wyatt doesn't get over as much as Dean? Uh, you know, I, there's an I argument mean, for it. Right? I mean, I Wait, think he does. There's an argument his, for it. I'll, I'll say this: I, I have questions about overall face Bray Wyatt, how it's worked as character in ring. Face Bray Wyatt Works. is the best face. In the, like, his mannerisms are so perfect for a face wrestler. And the, and the funny thing is, he's doing all the same things that he did right. when he was a heel, except when he's a face and they want him to be cheered. Does an extra half sec holds yeah. an extra half. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's just fantastic. We don't know the severity. Right. Of Bray's injury just yet. It's a calf injury. It could be just like, it could just be like it's, when it, he got it, injured but it's with a, Taker. it's significant enough that WWE.com right. felt they had to comment on it. Right. Which they only do if they're going to be out for, we don't, you know, no, at right. least a, a, a period of time. Correct. I mean, not necessarily because they did, they commented on it when he got hurt before the Taker match at Mania. And Did WWE.com? I don't think WWE. That yeah. was all the dirt uh, shoes. I don't think WWE. I don't remember. I don't remember. I, I, I'm not going to try to tell you because I don't remember off the top of my head. But typically, Aaron's right. That they do. If it's something that they feel as though he's going to be back on TV, if you're going to miss TV, they'll comment on it. But if he's going to be back on TV next week, they probably wouldn't put anything up about the it. The best thing about Bray Wyatt's character, though, is he's done it for over two years now where. He doesn't ha- actually have to wrestle. No, you're right about that. If they can get keep, his if they can keep him around stickle. somehow, but does, I agree. does that work as a face? That that would be my yes. question. Do, I, can you do the two months of just talking as a face? It works well as a heel. You know, it's kind of vague, weird, well, it's, creepy. It's, it, I guess the question becomes: Are you accepting that they're all face? And that's the tricky part, right? Like as a heel, you can send out your surrogates yeah. to do your dirty work. Right. But as a face, 
I don't know if they've established that all of them are turning face. No, it's, I think I think they, I think the way they did it on Monday, well, it showed a lot how Bray came out by himself, right? And when things and he, were in peril, and he's and saying, and he, and I'm, odds, here. And, "I'm here," and and then when Love things were in peril and things weren't going his way, and it was looking like it was going to be a cheap job, and he was going to get screwed, that's when they came yep. out, and that can be huge because that means he's able to even the odds against every heel he faces. Yep. So, I mean. It's only a matter of I, I feel like he won't be gone for too long, hopefully. But if he is, that sucks. And if he, and let's if we're being completely honest here, if Bray's gone for three months, right, it might be time to call up Finn. Um, I'd st- I, it might be time. You have so many. You have so many, right, but right you now. have so many guys that are not wrestling right now. Who, who you wanted to have Bray Wyatt as the second face under Ray, Roman Reigns currently, even though Roman's probably about to make the shift, you would say Bray Wyatt's the second face in the company right now as a face. As a, at the moment, yes. Who? Uh, I mean, I guess you could say Dean, but Dean's yeah, working with say, Y2J. You could say Dean. You could try to, well, you I know. think Dean is the guy. I, I think Dean is the guy, but I it did p- appear as though they were purposely attempting to elevate Bray Wyatt in the yeah. last couple Here, of weeks. Here's why I wouldn't elevate Finn, or quite frankly, elevate anybody else, is because it might be better for the next month. But then when Cena returns in May, True. when Rollins returns in June, right, all you of a sudden you've called a up crowded. Finn and he's right. going right back down the card. True. I, I come back to what I asked originally, which is I do think this hurts Bray more than it hurts WWE. And I say that only – look, WWE's been hurt by having this rash of – it's been unlike anything we've ever seen before. And we've talked about it sort of ad nauseum because, as, as I've said, a lot of times you can only overcome so much. Yep. At some point losing – X number of your top ten stars of the last five years was always going to come back. You cannot replace everyone. So it's one more to add to the list. Well, they can. They just haven't called me yet. Right. Well, I mean, you're still playing football. Yeah. It's part of the problem, right? You'd probably can't. turn them down. If they give me a good enough – if they give me a Brock a contract. time to walk, right? I'll walk. Yeah. I'll walk. If they give me a Brock contract, you know I'll walk. Me too, pal. I'll <laughs> <laughs> join you. Um, but, no, I, I – it hurts them because of the sheer number of injuries. And because you look around, and we're going to get more into what happened on Raw, like there is a moment where even the things that are happening that are cool, you kind of feel like they're only happening because of all of the injuries, right? Like you don't really think the WWE believes in AJ Styles so much to put him in the spot. You think that they feel as though they have no other options at this point. Like they're, it's just come to this, where their roster is so thin, they just have to grab the next guy and put him in the that spot. I don't think that those have to be at, at odds with each other, though. I think that they can believe Mutually in Mutually exclusive, you might say. Yeah. Uh, I, I can I, use big words too. Anyway, good go. job, good job. You brought your thesaurus today, <laughs> um, but I don't think that you have to necessarily. I think that they do believe in him because if they did, they wouldn't have had him come. Well, I think there's some element that they believe but in. But I think yeah. it helps him that everyone's. Right. Pretty much I'm just out. saying. Yeah. I don't think if they had a healthy roster, if, if it was completely have, up to them, yeah. AJ yeah. Styles I don't think AJ Styles wouldn't. is in a main event. I think that he's in a main event because of all the I, injuries. But the, but the thing is, I. Don't know if that's true either, because if they're going with where with Roman that we think they're going, right? Where they're using the internet guys to make him a heel by just running through them. Who's better to do it than AJ? Well, Styles? I don't know where Seth Rollins will be at this point, true, right? If right. he was healthy, I mean, honestly, if Seth Rollins was healthy, he would have been in the main event with Roman. Probably true. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, that's probably so. True. It's a completely different yeah. whole setup. If I was to say this was actually it, not better for Bray Raw, obviously it's not good for Bray, but not necessarily as bad for him as it is for WWE. Here's what I would say: You have a hot thing here, and Bray, potentially hot, and him turning yeah. face. Where were you going with it? 
Right yeah, that's moment. a fair question. Like you were not pushing him to he, the highest level because you're not having him, over, you know, dethrone Reigns. We know we or we we think that's not necessarily where they're going in the immediate future. But now, could have they have given him? Could could AJ have been a placeholder? That then after you got past payback, Bray is in the picture for a three month chase. I don't think three month. I think he could. I think he might have been there for maybe you know the yeah, money maybe, in the maybe bank. Maybe not three months, but through June. I just think. I just think. I maybe Bray would get an Intercontinental title run. See, I don't know how much that does for Bray right now. But he he's never had a belt. No, you're right. And just having one in that way but would be significant. But at the same time, the reason I say that is because with Rollins coming back in June, I really feel like the way Rollins left off, oh, when Rollins comes back, he's, he's in the title picture. Right. He's in the title no, picture, and he's probably a face, and they're probably you know maybe building for the Shield match at SummerSlam. At SummerSlam, right. But, but that's why. what I'm saying. Could Bray have gotten May and June – to be pursuing, yeah, but he wouldn't have. But he wouldn't have gotten the belt. He, would, he, he wouldn't have. have he wouldn't have ever come. But let's let's say it's a four month injury here. You know, obviously we have no idea. And he comes back right after SummerSlam, and he can be that hot returning face, and you can put him right into that picture, and possibly in October, in I mean, November, if, have him win it. If you're committed to that, yeah. But how many times have we had these right. ideas? This was the first time it felt like there was true direction for Bray, right? He was such a phenomenon. Well, not necessarily. It was just I, the I first time we felt there was. Direction. We, it was the well, first time we felt. It looked like it mattered. Well, no, he's had things that look like it matters. Just in the end, he doesn't go well, over. Here's 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 my question. <laughs> I mean, it looked that's his, true. His feud with Cena looked like it mattered. But yeah. His feud question. with Taker definitely looked like right. it mattered. You did get a match at under with, uh, with Undertaker at WrestleMania. Here's here's my question about Bray. Where were they going? Like we think that he was up for big things as he teamed with Reigns, but that was in the midst of a feud with the League of Nations. If he's at a pay-per-view match with the League of Nations for two pay-per-views. I don't know why people shit on the League of Nations. Like, okay, they th- don't matter. Well, you said how do they not matter? They're three. They just haven't done. They, I three of the most that. dominant people. They like, should individually. Individually, I like them. Well, and that's and, the funny. I think you're you're the rarity there. I think the problem is that two, the two guys that you're talking about who are you're right. They're, they're both hall, hall of famers. famers. They're both hall of famers, but they're both viewed as cold boogers. They're both viewed. And when you look at Alberto Del Rio and Sheamus as retreads, as the guys who keep throwing out there and wanting me to care about them, and I just don't. I never have. I never will. This is probably the most interesting thing they've had them do in some time, but they should be building it around Rusev. And I've said that from day one, that this whole faction should have been built around elevating Rusev and getting him into the main event picture, and they haven't done that. So instead of having Rusev, who should be a destroyer. How awesome who should was Rusev's be, back and forth with the Reigns on Monday? He was great, right? But how awesome is everything that Rusev does? Right. He should be a destroyer yes. in the WWE. He should be eating everything that walks. And instead, he's sort of the third guy in this equation with two guys that no one likes. Yeah. And it's, it's not that they're great heels. They're just indifferent. Everyone is indifferent towards Sheamus and Alberto Del Rio, right? Like, we've seen them as faces. We've seen them as heels. You move them around enough. It's sort of Big Show-esque at this point, right? Like, we can't really get over with them. But Rusev is the guy. Rusev is the guy. With those two as his henchmen and him leading that faction, that's a great faction. Mm -hmm. Because now you have a credible eater of worlds, to steal a phrase from Brock Lesnar, but he can be your Brock Lesnar while Brock Lesnar's no, not no, there. Bray Wyatt, yeah. Oh, Bray Wyatt's the Eater Worlds. God, you understand what I'm saying. Yes. I know you can't work. My brain doesn't always work, and I apologize for that. But you understand what I'm saying, which yes. is he can be that guy, and they're not doing that. And so it's made the League of Nations kind of but But, but the, point, the point that I was trying to make was, you know, at the next pay-per-view, his match was going to be the fourth most important. Like, it, it wasn't going to be in the main event. 
or probably. We don't know for sure, but he probably wasn't going to be at a main event yeah, level I mean, for the next pay-per-view or no, two. No, he wouldn't. I mean, but that's just because Roman AJ is the main Right. Well, I mean, but he would have been – I mean, what do you – after that, I mean, I, really, I guess we, we don't know what the rest of, but we. Miz Cesaro is more important than Rusev Bray? I don't well, think so. Well, League of Nations Wyatt family. I, I'd say that that I would, I might, I would probably put AJ or, uh, Jericho Dean over it maybe, but you know. I mean, I, I wouldn't, but I could also see if you did. I mean, we're, we're, the, the yeah. point was like, it wasn't like, at least for the immediate future, like real big things were in store for him. So if if this injury is a long-term one, I could see him kind of coming back, being that hot face to return, and, and instantly being in that the top-level picture. I would say this. I think that Bray Wyatt is in a spot where if it's going to be for a little while, you have to be committed to the idea that when he comes back, you're immediately yep. making him matter again. Absolutely. If he's not going to be out, for that long. If it's, it's a short, you know, he can be back either in time for payback or just after payback. Um, I just think you need to have a plan. I mean, I, I guess that's what I keep coming back to is no matter the circumstance, there has to be a plan. What can't happen here is Bray disappears for a little while, and when he comes back, we just we have to care about him again because Bray Wyatt's back. You've tried that a few times. It, it doesn't work. It just he hasn't done anything. I yep. mean, that's... We all like Bray Wyatt. We're all predisposed to like Bray Wyatt. I wouldn't say it didn't work. When he came back in that Hell in a Cell match and, and against Dean, that was big. And then his feud with Dean for the next three months was it big. Was, it was – I don't know if it was big, though. It was like, definitely big. I, I don't uh, – the, the They may have invented a lot of roles. The 50-50 booking of that feud did not do him any favors. That that was one of the big things there. Yeah. I, I mean, it, I, it mattered, by the way, the foods here. Um I, it mattered, and I'm with you that it mattered, and that's a good thing, and you want that. I just think the problem continues to be that when it comes to Bray, you you feel as though there's no determined. Well, Bray said that. Point. Bray said that himself. He did an interview, I believe it was leading up to WrestleMania, where he said WWE does not know how to use the Bray Wyatt character. Correct. They don't understand the Bray Wyatt character, and it can only be cult leader for so long. At some point, there's got to be something, or your cult has to be growing. Yeah. You well, your cult going... has to be successful. Well, that that's the big. If, yeah. If you tell me you have a a rotating four, per, like it doesn't have to be the same four people every time, but right. you know some people leave, some people come in, and you have a. But, and I, that's what I'm saying. My saying, my point it has being, to evolve. if if you're the leader of a cult that's only had a few guys for forever, you're not much of a cult leader. No, you're not really attracting many people. Yeah, there. The, the cult part doesn't matter. So now, what's next? Right. Are, are you winning? Are you are you a champion? No, you're not that either. So what are you doing? What, what's your? I mean, they've never answered this question. What's he doing in WWE? Correct. Like they, correct. That, that's something that's the most significant thing that he's done is get Daniel Bryan to join his cult for a little bit. Right. That's and, the most significant thing he's done. Right. And every time we thought he did something else, like we thought that he kidnapped The Undertaker, we thought that he kidnapped Kane, we thought that he kidnapped... The, Roman's daughter? They, they just all came back. <laughs> yeah. They just all came back, and it was like nothing happened. We right. thought that he had stolen away their powers, and he didn't do that either. Right. So you have to do something. You have to figure out who Bray Wyatt is, what he's doing in WWE, and, and a conscious plan on right. how we're going to get him... Either to reach his goals or to, you know, ultimately fall flat but make it compelling, you know, in the meantime. Correct. And I, I'm worried about that with him having time off. I'm worried that that gives – they end up doing too much, and then when he comes back, they don't really have a spot yeah, for I'm, him. I'm, I'm looking on the bright side. You're thinking that I'm not sure they exactly know what they're doing with him now. It feels like they kind of have it, uh, the inkling of an idea. I don't know if they have everything 100% planned out. 
And if he does go off for a couple months, they can plan it out. Will they plan it out? Well, you know, we'll see about right. that one. Correct, correct. All right, want to grab a break? Yeah, sure, we can break. Okay, we got a lot to talk about stemming from Raw on Monday night. We will get into that next. This is Jobbing Out. Hi, this is Stan the Fan Charles. This April, PressBox will be 10 years old. I can hardly believe all the sports milestones that have taken place since I started PressBox back in 2006. In order to celebrate our 10th anniversary, we're holding the PressBox 10th Anniversary Bash on May 11th at Baltimore Center Club. All profits from the bash will go to support Baltimore's Team Up for One Foundation. Join PressBox and celebrity sports heroes from Baltimore in support of this great charity. Get complete information and tickets by going to PressBoxOnline.com slash bash. That's PressBoxOnline.com slash bash. The night features amazing food, open premium bar, views of the whole city, and the chance to rub elbows with some of Baltimore's local celebrities and the biggest sports heroes. Get your tickets now by going to PressBoxOnline.com slash bash. The bash is sponsored in part by the good folks at Bond Distributing and Breakthrough Beverage of Maryland. I hope to see you there. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jake the Snake Smith from Baltimore Boxing. Our next boxing event is Thursday, May 5th at Michael's 8th Avenue in Glen Burnie, Maryland. Yes, Cinco de Mayo. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I do have a Mexican fighter fighting on the card. And his nickname is Cinco de Mayo. Also, this is going to be a tribute to my father, M.B. Smith, who was also a boxing promoter who got me into this game and showed me the right way of doing things, or the wrong way. I just did it my way. But he passed away from cancer, so that night we are going to do a benefit for breast cancer. Yes, he loved breast, ladies and gentlemen, so we got to do that for him. If you want tickets, please go to BaltimoreBoxing.com. That's BaltimoreBoxing.com. Thank you very much, folks, and have a good day. Looking for licensed Orioles and Ravens jewelry for the sports fan in your life? Charles Nusenoff and Sons Jewelers. 8720 Sater Hill Road in Parkville since 1923. Charles Nusenoff and Sons has provided the Baltimore area with affordable fine jewelry, quality repair workmanship, and a total devotion to customer service. Looking to pop the question? Charles Nusenoff and Sons has designer mountings and certified loose diamonds. Prices that can't be beat for the perfect proposal. Download their new app, the Vow Engagement Ring. Finder for iPhone or Android and search styles, get prices, and even upload a picture of your hand and try rings on virtually. Charles Newson Often Sons, Orioles, Ravens Jewelry, and the Vow Engagement Ring Finder. Go to charlesnewsonoff.com or call 410-661-5050. Charles Newson Often Sons Jewelers, 8720 Sater Hill Road in Park. Let's grow old together. An old, and I do mean old, familiar voice is back. Stan the Fan with the bat around every Saturday, along with Adam Gladstone, will look to entertain, inform, and educate our listeners right here on PressBoxOnline.com. Click on the Listen Live button to hear the bat around every Saturday, 10 to 12. Stan the Fan and Adam Gladstone, Real Baseball Talk is back. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash StanTheFan to hear the bat around every Saturday from 10 to 12. Biscuits and gravy. Maybe a man. Oh, biscuits and gravy. Yeah. Maybe I am. Bullet Club. Four, 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 four. 
And don't forget, when it's for life, that means for life. life. It's a difficult thing for me because I'm still NWO for life. So you can't be Bullet Club. For I was life. never NWO. I was NWO for sure. I was always DX. But was DX for life? No, that's no, why. Yeah, I, that's not. why I can that's be Bullet Club. You didn't have to make a lifetime commitment when you no. joined DX. You could just sort of be in for a little while. Yeah. NWO, you were. Right when, gonna, right when I was gonna, right when I was gonna join <laughs> NWO is when Kevin Nash made the Wolfpack, and I was like, ah, yeah. I just can't. I just can't. But wait, yeah. wasn't the Wolfpack for life too? <laughs> no, I was. No, it was but forever, I just couldn't choose. Right? Wasn't that it was, it was forever. forever? Can you be one thing forever and another thing for life? Yes. I didn't know that. I didn't realize well, because then once you die, you could then you're be, still part of the still, other. Yeah. Right. The other. Okay. So NWO is only for while you're alive, but the Wolfpack, Wolfpack is forever. You're you're in the ground. You're still part of the Wolfpack. <laughs> oh, Wolfpack's in the house. Yeah. Uh, by the way, thanks for AJ catering lunch again. I think he's gone back to back weeks. Yeah, we'll, so I think we'll we owe him next week. Up, yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, usually I always do that, but I mean, if I've been on this show ten weeks, yeah, in a row you now, probably paid for six. At, yeah. At least seven. No, because I, I know I paid twice. I paid once, so that would be seven. All right, that's probably right. <laughs> that's probably true. Fair enough. Okay, fair enough. Well, we appreciate it nonetheless. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen your pay stubs recently, but. I haven't. Yeah. I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't. Wait, what did your EA sports check end up being? Uh, 3,600. Solid. It's not bad. Not bad at all. Because some okay. of the other ones that I would, I wait a second. Would you be willing? Is that worth? Because I was in the game for three years. It, it's based on how many years you were in the game. Some guy only got like five hundred for two years, or at least that's what he well, said on Twitter. Yeah, but well, there's a player from like also, College like, of Charleston. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. But it like, also was based off of how much of your likeness was used. So like they used. They said I was from Baltimore, which was close enough from where I was from. Man. They used my number. They used my height. They used my weight. They used my skin tone. Yeah, I mean, some, probably some, gonna be. some people, you'd be a black dude and you'd be number 22 from Baltimore, and they'd make number 22 a white guy right. from German town. Right, right. Yep. You know, they got the position right in the yeah. number, but they didn't get anything else. I think they made Josh Portis white at one point. Yeah, yeah. I, I do think that's true. Yeah. I do think that's true. So my question being, for 3600 bucks, would you would you have signed up? Like as a college athlete, if somebody said they're hey, idiots, you. I said this on my Snapchat yesterday. Follow me on Snapchat, franchise F R A N C H Y Z. Um, if you would have, if they would have gave me, came to me when I was in college, I was right. broke in college. That's what I'm saying. I had at many points in my college career, I had negative money in my bank account. Mm-hmm. If they would have came to me and said, "Here's two hundred bucks to be on the video game this year," I would have said, "Thank you very much. Right. You right. can use every bit of my likeness that you'd like." Of and course, then m- the NCAA would have said, "Oh wait, but you can't play anymore." <laughs> well, that's true. But but if they got to an agreement but, but with the yes, NCAA, apparently it's it. coming back, and that's what they're working on with the NCAA right now. That's what I'm saying. If you well, have what they'll probably do is they'll probably put say, it into a fund. Yeah, they'll put it into a fund right. and say, "When you're done with school, you can pick this up." So they don't even have to get the players to agree to it. They just sort of have to get the NCAA to agree. Yeah, with it, and yeah. Then they can sort and of do whatever they want. Put it aside here. Here's a couple hundred bucks every year for every game. Come pick it up. NCAA is not turning down no checks. Yeah, right? right. I've noticed that about them Mark over the Emmert, years. Yeah. bastard. <laughs> well, I hope Mark Emmert making that. millions of dollars every I hope year. That, that was the one game that I would buy every year, oh, yeah, no matter what. It's so funny to me, and this is a random tangent. This is a wrestling podcast, but yeah. I would just like to get this on my hey, chest. Hey, for those of you that don't realize, this is jobbing out. I'm Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster <laughs> from the Baltimore Sun. We're going to get to the Bullet Club and, in a second yeah, And this is A.J. Francis of the Seattle Seahawks. And what kills me is that, so in the NFL, if my coach makes $5 million a year, there's at least 10 people on my team that makes more than that my is coach. True. Because players are equally, if not more important than the coach. And when it there's comes- never been a coach to win a Super Bowl with shitty players. No. Never. No. 
Not shitty players. No. Never. And you everybody know at least has a few really good because players. Because yeah. you yeah. need players. Right. Right. right? right. So if, if you look at it economically, if players can be paid more than coaches in the NFL, how is it fair for a coach to make Dabo Sweeney makes seven right. million dollars a right. year, but his players only get five hundred. I'm sorry, fifty thousand dollars a year in tuition, room and board. Because the NCAA exists, is, and we're and they don't have the word fair. I mean, if, if you're looking for either of us to defend this, <laughs> yeah. I think you've asked the wrong guys. We're, none of us, no one's defending Mark, this. Emmert, you bastard. I've actually had some awkward moments, like working in college sports, right? Like when I get like a check from a school, where I'm like, I can, I'm getting more money than the athletes are yep. getting, and I've had a little bit of a, like a. Uh, but you still uh, jerk off in your pillow to it. Well, I don't. Not necessarily my pillow. I mean, <laughs> he's, we not, all, he's not a like we all own rag. Come on, you know. I mean, like, just go to the old rag bag. There's nothing worse, by the way. I'm just gonna go ahead and put it out there. Nothing worse when you're married than when your wife's like doing some cleaning, doing some dusting, <laughs> and she goes to the old rag bag <laughs> and she pulls one out and she says, "Uh." And I'm like, you might want to put that one in the wash. <laughs> you might want to go ahead and don't clean your face. With yeah, that one. you might want to go ahead and throw that one in the wash. <laughs> All right, so now we've gone there. Where do we go from here, exactly? Bullet Club. Bullet Club. <laughs> All right, it's jobbing out. That, that's a good transition. Yeah, so we, uh, on Monday night, uh, among the many things we need to talk about here in segment number two, we had the arrival. Uh, uh, I just thought of a great joke, but um, never mind. Go ahead. No, no, no. We were already gonna, here. I was going to say, from what a great transition, from shoot your load to the Bullet Club. Yes. <laughs> Not bad. Not yep. bad. All right, well done, sir. Strong. Everybody settle down. It's all deep breath. And scene. The Bullet Club arrived. Bullet Club. But they didn't arrive as the Bullet Club. They just arrived as Anderson and Gallows. And that's fine. I don't mind that. That's fine for now. I, they are referring to their history, but in the, you know, in not in, there was, what was the line? I mean, that they, they like a used? bullet. Well, uh, oh, yeah, the WWE Twitter account said, said. Arrived like a bullet. Yeah, right. And, so and it was kind of amazing. Like Cole, you know, multi-time IW, I think he said IWGP tag champs. Yeah. He didn't just say, you he know, did. they were a major tag team in Japan. They went all out. They're like, oh, these guys are, ma-, you know, they named the the, uh, the magic killer. He called that, let them use the same mm-hmm. name. Like, that was kind of amazing to see Michael Cole basically rattling off who these guys were. No, and that's I think that's a very good thing because yeah. I don't think you're trying. Now. I think it does two things. I think it one's build credibility with people that don't know anything about are. them, right? That they might have any, no idea what the IWGP is, but it sounds like it matters. So I think that's smart in that way. Two, I think for the people that do care, they're predestined to care. Um, I think they want that. I think they want to feel as though the wrestling that I like matters. Don't pretend like it doesn't exist. I don't think it's going to change. I don't think WWE is going to be referencing Ring of Honor a ton directly because in some way they do still feel as though there's yeah. a competition factor there. They're, they're getting along with Ring of Honor, but I think when somebody shows up for Ring of Honor, they're not going to lead off by saying they'll, they'll do he was a star. In, wrestled in the high school gyms. He wrestled right. all over the world. Yeah, exactly. There'll be a lot of that. I don't think they're going to say he was a Ring of Honor champion, a Ring of Honor TV champion, or anything like that. I just don't think they're going to do that because, again, they'd rather you watch NXT than watch Ring of Honor. Correct. That's just the way that it operates now. So I do like, though, that they're referencing these things because I think it, it works on every level. I think in every level, for the people that know nothing, it's a good thing. For the people that know a lot of things, it's a good thing. I think everybody's happy in that process. The question really becomes, okay, they're here. Now what? I mean, we all assumed that they were going to either join AJ or join Finn and reform the Bullet Club, reform the Balor Club, whatever you or wanted. To. And Nakamura in that mix as well. 
See, I never had Nakamura. See, I always thought that Nakamura would that would be a perfect way to introduce him, but they already introduced him, and that went even better. So that that was kind of good. Yeah, Yeah, that was was pretty decent, right? Like Kurt Hennig called up and said that was perfect. Yeah, may he rest in peace. Wow, that was a good line. I did, I did come up with one every now and then. Don't worry, I'll be stealing that. (laughs) But um, you know, my my concern was simply that would that make Anderson and Gallows lackeys? Would you know if this if you do it potentially this way, where you build up all of these guys and then Three months from now, you put them all together, all of a sudden you have a faction where everyone matters instead of a leader and some lackeys. If they're going that route, they don't necessarily have to go that route, but it's a way to go and, you know, good statement from them coming out, you know, laying waste to the Well, it's a little bit weird that you created a tag team tournament and then introduced another tag team. No, I think it's not because... Unless you insert them after they injure someone in the tournament. Okay, that's possible too. Not even just that. I don't don't think that would... You, you don't want to have them come in what and be I'm thinking served is, up I think day. it's obvious the Usos are not about to win this tournament. Right. I don't think that's be- obvious. I think it's very obvious because I don't think face Usos versus face New Day is a tag team. Who do you have winning them? And literally anyone but the Usos. I mean, I, I do agree. that I think that's a bad idea. So because who are of the that. Four, wait, who are the four that are left now? Uh, we don't know about SmackDown, but presumably well, it's. Well, you haven't, you haven't bothered to look. I, I haven't looked. Because but... we've never really kind of. Pretended like it. But uh, Usos, Dudleys, Enzo, and Cass, and either the, who, who are the vaudevillains facing? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's some, yeah. I, I assume maybe the oh, vaudevillains. Golden Truth, right? Oh, yeah. So yeah. I. Well, Golden Truth might actually be yeah. interesting there. I mean, the problem but, but, is yeah, I'm hearing a lot of faces in there. Right. Well, that but that's the thing is could it's a the, lot of faces. It could very well be the vaudevillains. Could, sure, be, the it could be the vaude villains, but but um, I mean, Mike, Mike I just is, don't. I don't think it's, it's Dudley's or Enzo and Cass because I think you're going to yeah. do something where and Enzo I, and Cass goes over in the semis, and then the Dudleys cost them in the finals, and then you set up that match for uh, payback. But then who are you? So I, I guess there's two questions. I, mean, I, I was thinking it was just going to. They were just going to kind of use this as a placeholder, and either it's going to be. See, I don't like that. What's the point of a going, tournament if you didn't do anything with it? Or it's going to be the Bullet Club gets involved and you know takes out the Usos and takes their place in the tournament. And that's interesting. I guess the one thing I still struggle with is, at the end of this, are you having someone go over the New Day? And if you're not... The only team that could go over the New Day is the Bullet Club, though. Okay. That but, is true. Okay. If, if you're going that route... I think Cass could, in a but couple I don't months, think, but, but not, yeah, not but at yeah, payback. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not telling you that's a bad idea. If you're going to go that route, if you're, inter- if you're putting the Bullet Club in the tournament, I don't think that's a bad idea. I think you could have them go over the New Day. But no one else, I'm really buying them going over the New Day. Right. And... Everyone else losing, everyone losing to the New Day right now hurts them. Like, unless you make this the golden truth where nothing can really hurt them. Right. Yeah. Right? Any of these new teams, the Vaudevillains, Enzo and Cass, the Bullet Club, having them lose to the New Day. I don't think Day, the Vaudevillains having them lose to the New Day would be. No, I think, I think, no, I think them could, winning the tournament would, would say a lot about then, them okay. and then have them put on a good match with the New Day and right. lose. I mean, I mean that, that's farther ahead than we expe- would have expected them to be at this point. Yeah, that's so. fair. I mean, that's fair. We didn't really expect them to be here right. at this point. So, I mean, that's, that's a fair point. <laughs> they, I guess they, you do that. They're well ahead of the ascension. Let me go back to the Bullet Club, though. Ultimately, what are we doing? That's U- the question. Ultimately, and what, well, what do you want? What do you want out of this? Everybody's geeked up they're here, right? Yep. Like, everybody's all, but is it, if it's just to be another tag team in a tag team division that, Never really seems to have more than one thing going on that matters. The only thing that matters in the tag team division it's is deep, typically, but not top heavy. Right? Yeah. Bullet Club. Like I'm telling you, it's but it with just who? makes too much sense. With who? With Finn? No, with AJ. With AJ. I think it just I, I makes too much sense for for Roman. I feel like obviously I don't think AJ Styles is going to win the match versus Roman Reigns. Right. That no. payback. 
If he does, <laughs> awesome. The well, what about like the, you're saying maybe the Monday after payback? I think if you use AJ Styles to turn Roman Reigns definitively heel, right? You he could use to win somehow, or something. yeah. You could and use then AJ, you, evens. AJ use evens the odds by getting with the Bullet Club, the Bullet yeah. Club. And I like the idea of possibly you know you elevate them before you have them join the Bullet Club, so they aren't just lackeys; they are the tag yeah, very dangerous. And that would work. Right. And that would work really well if the Bullet Club does get into this tag team tournament, right? Yeah, and right. wins. But everything we've just said, we've all sort of put the scenario they have to get into the tournament. No. They don't have to. I mean, but I, what else are you doing? To, I think they just well, want to well, feud with the Usos. If, well, what if that's they, what I think it's. Or what be. if they just, you know, continue to wreck all of the teams? That, yeah, just wreck all the teams. Someone else wins it. I mean, hey, maybe during you, you have the the tag team tournament, you have it at Payback, and you had them wreck both of them at Payback and get the title shot at Extreme Rules. I mean, that's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea, and I'm not telling you I'd be opposed to it. I, I think it's a lot of work. It's, right? it's work. Like, you you got to make sure it makes sense. And, you got to make and sure. And you know how I feel about that. Like you know, every every right. time there's real work that has to be done in order to make these things happen, I worry that you're going to cut the corners and you're not going to get all the work done, and it's going to end up being sloppy. But I think that can be done. And I, look, I I think that it's a good idea. The other issue that you have right now is how many factions do you have that don't really appear to have purpose at the moment. The New Day's only purpose right now is defending the tag belts, and like that's just so below them at this point. Um, the Wyatt family has never really appeared to have a purpose. The social outcasts. The social outcasts. The social have, outcasts are just jobbers. Right, they're just jobbers. You throw into a faction. Which is good. Wrong Entertaining jobbers. That's so fine. And then you have the League of Nations, which is mid card, high card jobbers. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So you have all these factions with no purpose. So are you going to create one more – what's the purpose? You, I mean, but the but in the golden age of wrestling, which I think the Attitude Era, right. there was more factions than ever. Well, how many were there, though? You had DX, and you they had, had the a nation purpose. You had Domination. Well, okay. Los Periquas. But, but, oh, and then if you don't even – then don't Disciples even consider – Disciples of Apocalypse. Yeah, APA. Uh, I mean, then you don't even have to consider the well, corporate ministry. The ministry. Corporation the corporation. Right. corporation right. The right. corporate but ministry. They were the always, okay, the but union. all of them were involved directly the, in, in the main event. Correct. Right. No, directly in the main you, event you, or in, in power in the company or something. If you put together a bullet club, bulletproof, whatever you want to call it. Right. There's got to be purpose beyond just we're hanging out together and we're going to have the same entrance music. There's got to be a we are distinctly determined to run the company. We're determined to have the championship, have all the championships, something along those lines. That's the way the factions work yep. is if they're doing something. If they're just hanging out together to dress alike, I just don't understand what the purpose is. And nobody's going to gravitate towards it. I think that's what we're finding right now with League of Nations is all you're doing is wearing similar T-shirts. You're, you're not doing anything. What What is the point of this? Why does it make sense for any of these individual wrestlers to align themselves with a faction that's not benefiting them in any way? Because they're not from America, duh. Well, all right. I guess if I put it that way. Yeah, now that I think about it. That. They're, they're American for – they're people who invaded Japan who are now invading Amer- – Americans who invaded Japan who are now invading America again. Wow. When you think about it, that's wow. exactly what they are. That is heavy. <laughs> I haven't they incorporated that in the storyline just yet? Yeah, they'll, they'll get to that. Could they do that with the the Bullet Club? You guys are big in Japan. We're gonna invade Japan. Too real. Too real. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think it would work. Unless we have Brock Lesnar on our team. Brock Lesnar could invade Japan by himself. Yeah, but the problem is Brock Lesnar might choose to be on the Japan team. That's also true. Because he's already lives in Canada. Who's the faces and who's the heels? We've turned. Wait, I guess none Wait, of them Japan are Japan has Godzilla. It doesn't matter. 
Mm, that's a good point. But Godzilla doesn't like Japan either. What if they actually invaded <laughs> Japan? Wait a second. Now, I'm just going to throw this out there. What if the League of Nations actually invaded Japan? And made them part of the League of Nations? I'm just, to, just, to forcefully make I'm just saying, the League of Nations. what if they considered it? It'd be a bold storyline move, but you actually sent Alberto Del Rio and Rusev if, if, to attempt to Del annex Rio, Japan. If Del Rio <laughs> put the part, Prime Minister next, of Japan in a, in, a, in a back, uh, what is it? Mexamaripan. <laughs> Mexamaripan. <laughs> if, if Alberto Del Rio put the Prime Minister of Japan in a cross armbar. I'm, it would be big. It would be big news. It, it would it would give them a purpose, which is what I'm asking <laughs> for, AJ. All I ask for is purpose right now, and that would give them a purpose. Purpose so is I a would... great album by Justin Bieber, by the way. You didn't really just say that, did you? Yeah, it's a factual statement. But I'm glad you didn't say that when Migs was on, by the way. <laughs> glad you, you did that before the rock guy came on. Like, I'm glad that it's you... It's a factual statement. <sighs> people don't just go platinum. That just doesn't no, just happen. No, people go platinum all the time. That's not true. Oh my God! Creed went platinum twenty-seven times. Yeah, William Hung go platinum. I'm talking about in today's. Didn't William Hung go platinum? Today's day and age. No, William Hung went platinum, but he sold a lot of records. Last lot. year, like three people went platinum total. Well, Taylor Swift, I think, went platinum fifty-seven times. Yes. Taylor yeah. Swift, Drake, and Kendrick, that's and probably Big Sean. Right. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's probably about it. That's a fair point. Still, dude, are you really? Are you really? Is this the hill you're choosing to die on? Yes. The Justin Bieber hill. He's a fantastic artist. Correct. That it's really come to I, that. I got no issues with Beaver. Thank you. Oh God. Thank you. All of you, dude. Every time somebody tries to tell me that, like, dude, it's different now. His songs like have meaning. I hear like the the, the too late to hear say sorry song, and I'm like, no, it, no, it doesn't. It has no meaning. It's it's crap. It's what it is. And I like Justin Timberlake a lot. Justin Timberlake's obviously better. Well, of course he's better. He's better than everybody else. Yes. He's the yes. most amazing human being on the face of the planet. Correct. We should send him to invade Japan. Oh. Why don't we just, just put a team together? To go. Why are we against Japan again? I don't know because AJ doesn't make, like Because Xbox is better than PlayStation. Fact done. Fact. This is a great reason to go invade Japan, and it's great purpose. I'm telling you, it makes. I don't know. It'll be the shows on PlayStation Four. So uh... <laughs> it makes the per the post WrestleMania lull a little bit more exciting. If we've got the invasion of an actual country involved, <laughs> I feel as though we're not going to have quite the same post-WrestleMania law. It might bring back uh, Triple H and Stephanie, right? Like, if they knew we were invading a country on the show, they might come back to hang out for a little while. More than likely. So who's yeah. like Funaki on? He's, he's made the, the U.S.'s residence for so mm, long That now. is tough, right? Indeed. You do have to deal with that. That was so great. Oh, my God. It's so great when they, when they were doing the... You didn't get sick because you guys were there. No, Did I watched Did you go back it. and watch yeah, WrestleMania? Oh, have you? Uh, wait, what? They they panned over all of the international broadcasters that were oh, there. Oh, I, I saw. I saw. Oh. They, they showed it on the big screen. They showed it on the big screen. Okay, yeah. very good. And you get the food. No, but you didn't hear. Yeah. But you didn't oh, hear. Oh, he said. Yeah, yeah. When he was being introduced, uh, was it he JBL? Said, yeah. It was either JBL. Like, Japan was last. So, one, they were spanning, uh, panning past Japan. And it went back to the English-speaking broadcasters. I think it was JBL said, indeed. Nice. And uh, Funaki said, WrestleMania number one. WrestleMania number one. <laughs> number one. WrestleMania number one. Yeah, be- better than when uh, Yoshitatsu tried to be a commentator for the New Japan show, where he always, it was just, they would try to feed him something, he was just like, yes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little awkward. All right, anyway, we've, I don't know where, what B- just happened. Bullet anyway. Club. So, so we're not invading Japan, is what we're saying. I guess not. It's not off the table. Yet. Not, not yet. yet. Japan, so if Nakamura yeah. all of a sudden does start doing crossed. really, really well, then we might have to revisit this. All right. All right. Fair enough. Now, if we're not invading Japan, what are we doing with the Bullet Club? I think, like I said. You're I aligning think, him with I AJ. Think, I, don't, I don't think that happens yet. Mm-hmm. I think for now, either it depends on this week's Raw, really. I mean, if they attack another team, then I think you're going Aaron's route. 
But I think they could also just start a feud with the Usos. I mean, okay. I mean, it's not like the Usos aren't the second right. Best and it's typically, you do want to have something yeah. like that to introduce that you want to have them go over someone who's legitimate, and the Usos are legitimate. You know, whether they're they've got right. much going for them right now. No, they it's don't. It's not their fault, right? But it's but just because the new day is right. Just they're legitimate. I don't disagree with that, and so I can you can have them go over the Usos, and that feels like something that matters. But then, how quickly do you want them interacting with AJ? I Once they're say, fully established. Yeah, That's I, w- the, I want them to be, whether that means winning the tag titles or just being a completely dominant tag team, whatever that means in today's day and age. I feel like if, after they beat the Usos, they've been a step. After you beat the Usos, mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody You're basically the this. number two tag You're team. You're the right. number yeah. one contender for the yeah. tag team titles. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I mean, if I'm if I'm them, if if I have any thoughts of putting the tag titles on them, I do that before they do the. I guess I do still struggle. I would too. I'm still struggling with what we're doing for the next four months. Like I'm still struggling. I think we all agree that the the best case, the best scenario is to have this lead to point to a triple threat at SummerSlam, right? That's the best case for all of this. But in the process, you need to build everyone else on your card because, as always, after WrestleMania, all of your main eventers are gone. Because they're all part-timers. Yep. So now you need to elevate for the next few months this group of guys on your card. Is the Bullet Club enough to elevate AJ Styles so that we don't any longer have the feeling of he's just there because everybody's hurt and he's getting the chance? If done yes. properly, it can be. Yes. yes. Okay. I think so. Okay. And how long so is AJ Styles in this mix for? Uh, you, you could do it by Extreme Rules or even the day after payback. You could put them together. I think the day after payback is the day that keeps yeah. coming back for me. me if, too. if you're going to do this, you do it the day after payback. Or just because payback's in Chicago, doing it in Chicago would be a huge response if you uh, want to do it there. But how without AJ Jay, winning? Well, or without him turning heel and getting the DQ there. Right. That would That's be. Sort that, of it, my... it would depend exactly how you want to do it. And I, I have no problem. If they want to say AJ's a heel. Right. I have no issues yeah. with that. I, I, what's the purpose of that, though? Uh, you don't have a lot of big heels on the roster. Yeah, but right I think now. Roman is about yeah, to be. I mean, he's well, got, but, but Roman assuming, assuming has to be. Roman, let, let's say if they just want Roman to be a tweener instead of a heel, you could make AJ a big yeah, heel. As you guys know, he's not a good guy, he's and he's guy. not a bad guy. He's the guy. He's the guy. He's the guy. Yeah, I know that because he's told me twice. Yeah. But he's probably going to tell me again next week. Just my gut. Just like he his own cast. Yep. What's that? Well, Enzo and Cass, make sure you know that he is a certified, a certified G and a bona fide stud. Which and is odd, because you actually don't need him to tell you that. You know before he even comes out. You don't need him Here's to tell you. Here's the thing, though. But is, you're okay with him telling if, you. If he's a certified G, doesn't that mean you can teach it? Oh, if you got a certification. I didn't really think about that. If you really think about it, Aaron does bring, bring up a Son good of point. a bitch. If you can get a certification in being a G, first of all, where do you go? <laughs> I'm going to kill my guidance counselor G- for not telling me that. You know that. where you go? You go to GU. Georgia? Gonzaga? Georgetown? No. GU. Oh, you go. You actually go to 50 Cent and you ask him for the certification. Okay. He certifies Son of a bitch. I didn't realize this. When do you think that it was that Enzo Amore met 50 Cent? How do you think? When he worked for the Jets. Oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. It all adds up if you think about it. I mean, it's. Do you know where Enzo Amore played football? Do you know this? Because uh, AJ didn't. I, didn't. I, it, I until a month ago, I had no idea. Do you know where he played football? I heard this like several months back. But... You're it's gonna you're gonna be astonished. Where? It's local, college football locally, locally to us, not yeah. to everyone listening. Yeah, the right. state of Maryland locally. Towson, Salisbury, Salisbury. 
He I did see that. Football that's right. I Salisbury. did hear that. Yeah. I never knew that. I have no clue. I mean, do you follow Salisbury? Football? No, that's the thing. I don't. Yeah, but like, exactly. I would have thought that at some point, like Salisbury would probably go out of their to, way to market it. And I'd be willing to guess that his name was not Enzo, Enzo Amore. Amore. Probably not. No. But I would have thought that. Which is totally his real name. Oh, it's got to be. Absolutely. A thousand percent. What are you talking about? The, right. They are his real initials, though. It is EA. Uh, is his name Aaron Andrews? Yes, exactly. Wow, that is crazy. Electronic arts. Electronic <laughs> arts. He said so you you're saying check. he owes me a check? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, where are we going from here? Oh, uh, I wanted to talk about Charlotte and Natty. Okay, but hang on. There's a couple of things before we get to that. Well, we got, um, Shane? Well, let's hang on. I mean, we mentioned Roman doing the, uh, the guy thing. The, the guy. Like, you were defensive of that on Twitter, because you said yeah. everybody loves it when Enzo comes out and does the same thing, but Roman says the same thing twice and everybody hates him for yeah. it. I, I do think it's a bit of a, this is what we've come, it's, we all like the DX routine, right? We, if it's your routine, if you come out and do it, we're gonna like it. But if it's just in the process of cutting a promo, what makes Enzo and Cass different is then they get into cutting their promo after that. They, they do the routine. Well, he went, he and, got and into they cutting, it in a charismatic Roman, way, to be right. fair. Roman got into his promo after that. It was cut short, but it, you're, you're ignoring things that actually happen. Okay, so you think this is just gonna be how he opens, how he introduces himself every time he comes out? Yeah. Okay, if that's the case, then I don't think I'm gonna have beef with it. If this is just what he does, I'm Roman Reigns, I'm not a good guy, I'm not a bad guy, I'm the guy. I think I'm okay with it. I just, the danger with Roman, is he just- The danger with Roman is that he's himself, so no matter what he does, people are gonna say it's not good. Yeah, it's partly that, but- uh, It's not partly that, it's fully that. No, there's a real microphone problem. There's a microphone problem there. There's a real microphone problem. Well, here's, and, and you, you said you said it there. It's, it's him. This might be him for the first time because this is a little bit different of a, of a mic cadence of how he's talked on the mic than he has in months prior. So that's always been the problem with Roman Reigns is we've never known who he is. Even The Rock commented on it on Instagram, talked about how, you know, WWE will tell you to go out there, be a character or something, but it wasn't until they let him be himself and say, you know, what he wanted that he really started getting over, which, you know, he didn't necessarily say was directly at Roman Reigns, but it was obviously the whole thing was at Roman Reigns. So we don't know what Roman Reigns is, what it is. If this is himself, then yeah, he might get over on the mic very well. We just got to kind of wait and see on it. This was a line that he used on SmackDown last week. To be the champ, you got to have the championship. That was a line he used in a promo. Last Chris time. Jericho said, "Rudy Tootie Chris Jericho says stupid stuff all the time, and I say he says stupid stuff all the time. You're not. Don't get that on me. I admit. The Rock called John Cena fruity pebbles. I think. Well, actually, uh, that was okay to me because he, he wears <laughs> because colors. he's the Rock. No, there because it makes sense. He wears stupid colors all the time. It's a fair reference, right? You said to be the champ, you got to have the championship. Thank you. I didn't realize that. Like, this is what you're getting with Roman right now. Did you realize that Paul Heyman is the advocate for Brock Lesnar? I did know that. Well, he still tells you every time. It's part of his routine. I have no, I just said, if this is part of, if this is part of Roman's routine, routine, I'm good with it. The problem that we have is that when left to his own, we end up with this, where he doesn't actually say anything. Where he just sort of sits there and continues to be, don't talk, don't talk! Just don't talk! You're not helping anything right now. His promos are not helping. Just don't talk! Be a guy that can come in and kick ass because you're right about this. His matches are great. Just wrestle. Go be a guy that comes out and kicks ass and is handsome as shit. You couldn't be better looking, right? He looks like a goddamn king, right? Just be that guy every time you come out. But when he talks, but you good say things that aren't like happening. he doesn't have. He's had multiple good promos. Whether he was doing it with 
Stephanie, whether you did it backstage. Oh, oh you just dumped wow. sweet potato fries. Wow. Boy, he got emotional. No, he that got was, really that was complete. Action. Most of these are going to be yours too. He, 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 he picked that up and threw them against the wall. Yeah, I mean, right? I don't know if you guys can see oh, it. Yeah. Flip a yeah, chair. You're believe Whenever we start talking about Roman Reigns, AJ just gets a little. He just—it's the football player in him. It comes out. No, I just have big hands. Oh, okay. so I knocked your thing off the well, table. They're mostly going to be yours, so I'm you're the only loser here. But people. It's one of those things that he has to do, go above and beyond what other people do. Well, that is normally when you become the top guy in the company, there should be some no, expectation. No, but this is before he going, was the top guy in the company. Well, he was always the, the golden. Boy. He was being groomed. Yes. Everyone he knew was, he was there's being There's never groomed. been a time that Roman Reigns has existed outside of the Shield that he wasn't pointed in this direction. Even he, in the Shield, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. There is. There should be some level of expectation there. There should be. And, I, look, and the problem is, you're right. He does have. Uh, you know, some good promos there. But he also has his fair share of really, really bad right. ones. Right, there's also the Peter Rabbit. You know what I mean? Like, there's also a lot that you look back on and you, you cringe. I have suggested this. And I'm going to, I'll say it, and you guys can laugh and mock me all you want, but I think it would be a tremendous idea. If Brock's gone till SummerSlam, give him Paul Heyman to work with. I mean, I've been saying that since 31. <laughs> give Roman Reigns Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman is gold. Everybody is all on board with Paul Heyman. It accomplishes getting Roman heel, right? It, it gives you that without having to align him with the authority. If you're trying to get away from the authority, which I think is a good idea because you have too much of Triple H and Stephanie being faces away from television and then trying to come back and be heels on TV. I think it's, it's you're, you've blurred the lines too much now between what's programming and what isn't via social media and all these other things. You can't pull off the authority as being true heels any longer. It just doesn't work that way. But Paul Heyman's a heel, period. Brock Lesnar might not be a heel, but Paul Heyman's a heel. You can always, always make someone an immediate heel by aligning them with Paul Heyman. So you want the scenario? You align Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman. Then AJ Styles brings in the Bullet Club to try to even the, the score from there. You allow Roman Reigns to not have to cut promos for a little while and not let people judge him, good or bad. You're just asking for people to judge him, and you've got a heel. You do realize people are going to boo him, even with Paul Heyman. Yes, that's, that's the point. point. No, 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 no. But I don't mean boo him because he's a heel. They're going to pretend he's still not good. Well, they might do that. I don't it's, know. There's no might. They, they definitely it's, will. It's, they already do. You get the reaction the, 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 that you yeah, want. The boos. You want that. You you get the desired reaction Even in this Marie process. Marie is getting booed right now. I don't give a damn why she's being right. booed, but she's one of the top heels in NXT. No, she's getting booed because she's horrible. Well, well yeah, okay. that's, that's true. But Correct. people but boo Roman like he's horrible. I understand that. AJ, that's I'm not... That's the difference. But you can't change that. We're, we're, I think you have to accept you're not changing that. You've you've had him have great matches. You've had him lose the belt and try to put him over that. You've done everything you can possibly do. It's not working. So if we're saying have him turn heel right now, what's the best way to do it? Well, the easiest way that you would set up is to align him with the authority. But I just don't think they're comfortable with the authority right now, and that makes sense. Don't align guys with the authority because the truth is Triple H gave us NXT. We like Triple H right now. We don't want him to be a heel. We like this guy. The best way that you could immediately make him your top heel is to say he's with Heyman. Heyman's his guy. And Heyman now runs the the show. The only part of that is... Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my lord. That would be amazing. It would be amazing. But you immediately give him credibility, and then it could set up a future Brock Reigns match. And I think we all know that we would like a future Brock Reigns match. It was pretty good the first time we got it, and it didn't have a finish, so there's a logical reason to do it again in the future. It would be good for everyone. Brock as face against his guy, Paul Heyman, who's now aligned with Roman Reigns and turned his back on Brock Lesnar, has everything. Give that to me. 
Probably WrestleMania. But, probably not at SummerSlam. But then, then you need Brock to be able to cut a promo. And he's much worse than Roman. There is a danger to that, but Brock is also going to be over no matter what because he just shows up and he's Brock Lesnar. Oh, so you're saying so whether you yes, cut a promo not, or not? We're not saying oh. it's good or bad. We're saying it's the facts. I'm not telling you whether or not it should be oh. this way. It's, it's the just facts. the way it is. And you always get mad at us as if I'm telling I did, you. I'm not the one. Both of you are yelling. I'm not. Well, because. How am I because not mad? How am I mad? You're okay, both he screaming. actually makes a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> You're both yelling. So, well, I yell. That's just sort of what I do. I'm yeah. on the radio. I yell. That's, that's why I yell, because I'm used to it with yeah, him. Right. I'm used to it with him. I have to I talk just over yell. him a little bit. That's the way bit. it is around here. Um, but I, I, this is the way it is. The way it is is people like Brock, and they don't like Roman. And I'm not telling you it should be one way or the other, but this is the way it is. So work with it. You can have Brock show up for a month. You For SummerSlam, you could have it where... Paul Heyman. Remember, Paul Heyman was both with Brock Lesnar and CM Punk, and one of them was a face and one of them was a heel, right? Like, you can pull this off. True. You can do it where he's working with both guys because Paul's the heel. He can be the heel, and Brock can always be a tweener, too. You know what I mean? Like He was a tweener yeah, in the, in yeah, the Correct. Match. You can be a tweener. You can do whatever you want to do with Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. He's Brock fucking and Lesnar. And then you can ultimately have Paul Heyman turn on Brock, align with Roman, set up next year at WrestleMania, Brock versus Roman, where Brock's the heel, Roman's the face, or Brock's the face, Roman's the heel, Paul Heyman's there, and it's great. Imagine a faction led by Paul Heyman that features Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. It would be, and I think you could, you could do something like that for SummerSlam. Yeah. I think that something along those lines could work at SummerSlam. And you could have Roman working with Seth and Dean, or however you want to go about doing that, and you can have Brock doing whatever it is that Brock's doing, and you can intertwine both guys, right? Like, it can be a reminder of, don't forget who's here, and then Roman becomes champion, or Roman's champion again, and Brock decides all of a sudden, you know what, actually, I want the belt again. I just changed my and mind. That will be the underlying undertone for the entire time, is everyone's just kind of waiting and, and it's waiting big, and waiting. It gives you the biggest thing happening in the company. I'm not saying that's not a bad idea. I mean, that's I don't think they're going to do it, unfortunately. I don't think they're going to do it. I don't but, think so either. But I, I guess I can't. I think back. Roman is just going to become a heel just by. I think they're just going to have him. They're just going to accept it. At no, some point. I think they're just going to have him beat the absolute shit out just of AJ Styles. To a, to a well, they have to do it after the match then. No, I think. If I they think, do it in the match, it doesn't make you a heel. You, what if you, you sit here and you tell pull me out a chair. that you sit here and tell me that Roman Reigns is pummeling after he's already speared and Superman punched AJ Styles and it's over and he's just pummeling but it's still AJ just Styles. A match. Okay, you say that. Well, he, they're gonna boo him because they boo. But if you truly want to make someone a heel, they have to do. That's not what, a heel. Isn't a heel. Because Ryback turned heel because he just kept punching Kalisto in the face. I don't know if Ryback ever turned anything. I mean, <laughs> Ryback, Ryback is pretty much on the Big Show Express at this point. Like, we don't know what Ryback is. No, I mean, you're, you're just, no he's a heel. People just love to chant, feed me more. But, I mean, that's the problem. <laughs> is he really a heel if but, everybody's chanting but his... You can't say that because Bray's a heel, but everybody puts their lights up when he comes out. Well, but that, he was but that, a heel. But that's the argument. The argument was that he never truly was a yeah, heel. JR always said all he all was a character you're, face. Yeah, you're not... He's not really a heel because everybody loves him. And the Rock referenced that when he came out. He said, clearly, you are not, you know, that guy. I feel like abducting the Undertaker kind of makes you a heel, but. Well, I mean, that would, <laughs> yeah, I guess that would probably be and, a heel. And coming up from under. Well, no, under coming up yeah, he didn't really <laughs> abduct the Undertaker because the Undertaker just showed back and up. And coming up from under the ring with smoke and lights and costing Dean Ambrose well, the. Run heavily title kind of makes you a heel. You have too. cool pyro. Doesn't make you a heel. <laughs> Ultimate Warrior showed up with the smoke in WCW. <laughs> and I, I guess this is my big my big theme because I do want to touch on the uh, women's situation here in a second. Now the uh, a couple of things going on in the card. Uh, what is the big thing that's carrying you for the next? What is the huge storyline that's carrying you from now until SummerSlam? I think Shane supposedly, I guess. But yeah. but, but what, so? what? That's the thing. We don't know what's going on. The there. logical scenario is Shane Triple H at SummerSlam, but you don't really need that. 
you don't need either one of them to be around every week. To I don't get think, mad. but you're not worried. I'm not really worried about SummerSlam right now. Rollins comes back in June. I, I, yeah, I'm worried about getting might, the money in the bank. And I'm he not might about come back even before then. Okay. Yeah. I'm worried it's, about getting the money in the bank. You, See, I'm worried about, I think you have to be setting the, the, the tone right now going towards SummerSlam. They have. That's why you debut. What's the, what's the tone? The, the tone is the Bullet Club is here. Okay. Apollo Crews is here. Baron Corbin's here. The Vaughn Villains are here. There's new people on the roster. There's new matchups. Usually payback is just WrestleMania right, matches Redux, over again, yeah, which you. is funny to me because Aaron says that WrestleMania is supposed to always be blow-offs, but usually, pay, but usually payback has some of the same matches. Yeah, Most and same I, and matches. I've always complained about it. <laughs> but now it doesn't, and you're complaining about it. But um, payback. Am I complaining about payback? Yes, you said you that WrestleMania you, should be. Did you forget the triangle be, last week? It's mostly bitching, yeah. a little bit of appreciation. And no, the only bitching. thing I complained about was Shane was like, we're going to all have all fresh WrestleMania, matchups WrestleMania, like Charlotte. WrestleMania didn't matter, but none You're of the right. matches from WrestleMania are in payback, so it did matter. Um, so when Six you have, of the eight matches did not matter when on you Raw have, eight days later, and that's when a fact. You have, it's a when fact. you have uh, Roman versus AJ, you have the New Day versus whoever they're facing. You have you have the Bullet Club now intertwined. Yep. You have Cesaro Miz for the Intercontinental yep. title. I mean, Those are good individual a, matches, but yeah. they feel like there's a a direction. I, I guess is what I'm. It's all Shane. The, the whole the, the whole point is in that is Shane, Shane is the one that's creating these as, new as, matches. As much as this, you know, and it's even still though it's clearly logical. not Shane's. Right, right, right. right. Okay, but, but so, storyline Shane wise, yeah. it, a lot of it's not logical, but you can see where they are go, or at least trying to go with it. Okay, so would it make the most sense to then have Shane turn at some point? And then have a face Triple H come in to try to be the hero at SummerSlam. I, I just think you need to set Maybe. up a direction for where because if it's just I, we're I think keep Stephanie making, is the is the figure there. It's not the it's, it's, it's less Triple H being the one who's in you know trying to get it, and more Stephanie being the one there. Stephanie and Vince. Well, I could see a scenario where uh, there's a lot of things you could do in that direction. You also have to remember. We're still. We're only two Raws out of WrestleMania. Yeah, no, I do you're that. trying to. Right. You're trying to. The but when I, is payback? May first. I do think there. I think as wrestling fans, there need to be. It, it can't just be. There's been good matches. Look, Raw was good because there was good matches. It was, it was great in a bubble. But but what we like is when it feels like there's something big going on. It feels like something really matters. Right now, we're getting good matches, and that's cool. I'll take good matches. You know what I mean? Nobody's complaining about good matches. I mean, but yeah, I. You are. What, did I complain or not? No, I mean, not you. I'm oh, just okay. saying people always Well, yeah, complain. because people complain to complain. Yeah. I hear you. But what I'm saying is that we like it more when there's a bigger theme that's playing out, whether it's an authority-related theme, whether it's an invasion of some sort, whatever it is. But it's got to feel like it matters. And all continuity, these little things. Week-by-week week week continuity and is you're, what we and want. And you're falling back on the track. You mean of, like Shane mixing it up. That's, the, right, that's what's that's, going on. Okay, that's a neat Shane thought. Shane mixing it up, but then that's, you know, that's right, not con continuity to a week ago where he lost the ability to do this. Right, correct. And suddenly he's in charge again for the next couple of weeks and is he in charge again next week or because then you have little things that go on right where does any of this matter or is there going to be a new authority figure next week that's going to come in and say no none of this counted and we're going to change everything up what what they're doing right now is kind of like uh, the you know we're, we're a big superhero fit comic comic book uh, superhero shows they're doing kind of the villain of the week right now really fun show in a bubble but week to week there's not necessarily a ton of continuity there so at some point you want that continuity. You want that big baddie to show up, and you want that to carry you for the next two months, right. as opposed to working week by week. What? What? But what, it's only been two weeks. Yeah, I hear you. Like, I just want to, and I'm not saying you have to perfect it. I'm saying let's <laughs> let's, start, let's start getting a pat. Right. That's all I'm asking for. Yeah. Is start I, instead of I don't know who's in charge from week to week. Instead of 
We're trying. I just want something, something that says, "Here's why you need to tune in every show. Here's why you, you always." You, you, you want to know attention. what it, you know what it has been? What? The, why you need to tune in every show? Why? I hate to burst the bubble of wrestling fans, but how about just the fucking fantastic matches you've it's got? Been really at Ra- good matches. That's I'm, what TNA tried to do. TNA, but there was never a problem with TNA's wrestling. TNA's wrestling was always they had the talent, they had good matches, but they could never create coherent storylines. That was the reason that TNA is in the position right now. How many great storylines are there right now? No, TNA is in the position because they didn't have the money. Well, that, TNA, to get TNA the talent. Well, they, spent, they did spend a they ton spent of money. They spent a ton right of money. Right that, that's not correct at all. They did do that. They, they oh, did they spend as much money as Vince McMahon? No, probably not oh, okay. because Vince McMahon has the most money. I'm Which not, is my statement right. that I made. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Asshole. But they still spent. They, no, you said they didn't have the money. They don't they have, have the money they to have compete way, with Vince. They have way more okay, money than, right. they don't than have Ring of Honor. They have fine, way fine, more money than Ring of Honor. We've come to an agreement. And none of them, and Ring of Honor doesn't compete with Vince either. But we're not talking about, we're talking about being basically out of business now and moving into a tiny warehouse in Texas. They do that. Because they spent too much money. They because could not compete with Vince. Day rocks. No, because no. Oh, I thought they, you didn't put out, they didn't put out a good television program. That's why, despite having good wrestling, they did not put yeah, out they, a good television program. They did a few program. things to get people to put their eyeballs on the show, and then people just said, I don't like this show. I mean, they did. They had yeah. big moments. They brought back Hulk Hogan. They, they did and things. And they put on good wrestling. Right, to get people's eyes on the show, and then they just didn't keep people to come right. back every week. I can watch a match on YouTube the next day. If there's a good match, I don't need to see it live. What I need to see live is then not knowing what's going to happen next. You mean like when Bray Wyatt and teamed up with Roman Reigns? That ended up And that was supposed to be a storyline he got hurt? And that's going to, right, I get it. If that was a direction, if you were going somewhere with Roman Reigns, Bray Wyatt, that would have been a really good thing and you would have planted the seed for that. And I like that. Give me direction. That's what I'm looking for. But they for. did, because they did with, it's not their fault that in I, the week between them. I'm not them, I'm not saying it's their fault that Bray, that Bray got hurt. I'm just saying I need more of that. Right now, you know what I've got? I got the I've got Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I'm tuning in right now, week to week, for Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens because they're going to beat the shit out of each other. By the way, how is it possible that in wrestling history, Kevin Owens became the first guy to get kicked out of the building that, that didn't, didn't come, come back? back. In? Right. Like, what the fuck was that? But I think it was. I think. Like, it did was, they just forget? What, did they forget they were supposed to bring Kevin Owens are, back? No, at the end I think. Of the show? They, I think they tried to legitimize that gimmick for the first time ever. I don't know, man. Well, like. Wait, what are they doing with the, with the whole he didn't get a title shot? It just, just uh, so we're all on the same. Are they doing something where Kevin Owens is basically going to tr- threaten to sue, and that's what brings back Triple H? That like people start building up grievances against. Shane I mean, you could set up a, a Kevin Owens Triple H yeah, storyline, story, which would be good. You know, contractually obligated rematch. That's not contractually obligated anymore. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but again, that's, no, I don't think he's that. also not the first person that's ever happened. To, well, to yeah, try but they to don't, ta- wait, but wait, they don't on, typically reference it when it does Well, I, I was going to say, yeah, to yeah. actually say, I, I'm doing my contractually obligated rematch, and they and say not no get it. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, he might legitimately be the first person that I mean, I, It would be a good direction for them to yeah. go. But for the meantime, they're going to have him and Sami Zayn beat, beat the, the shit, shit out of each other week in and week out, and we're all going to enjoy that part of the show. Unless Sami Zayn's going to Tijuana and like he uh, showed yeah. on Twitter. Did you guys see that? What? He basically made an El Generico reference on Twitter, stood in front of a gate to Tijuana. No, no, no. He and Kevin Owens, they beat the tar out of each other for the next yes. four months. The two of them should just be – they should literally have the next four pay-per-views, the four, just the two of them beating the crap out of each other to address all of their history and so that these characters can Hell hopefully – Hell in a Cell at SummerSlam. Oh, that would be really great. That would be really great that it all leads to that. You have, you have four okay. matches between now and then. Or three matches between now and then, and it all leads to I mean, a the, the only thing that I hate about it is Hell in a Cell and not Hell in a Cell. You know, well, with right, you'd rather it go to Hell in a Cell. Later, but, but yes. I mean, are you, are you going to try to hold it out for, what would that be, six months at this point? No. Yeah. You're I probably think. not, but. 
I mean, it doesn't have to be Hell in a Cell. It could just be a street fight. Yeah, but something that's a big blow off. Yeah, right, the whole thing is SummerSlam. Yeah. So that's what's getting me to tune in from week to week right now is I'm going to get Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Let's be honest. That's not why you're watching. Okay, this. I'm watching because I'm a nerd that has nothing better to do. <laughs> no, 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 that's, no, no. That's not – they're not the reason you're watching. I don't know, man. Right now, they Open really, your drawer right now and tell me oh, Kevin – Oh, the New Day. Okay. Oh, <laughs> all right. You're right. The New Day are why. Thank you. But they didn't – like – I. but I've got they complaints did. about the New Day right now. Is that they they're not anything. They're not doing anything and they're certainly not doing what they should be doing right now. And that would be that would show to me purpose. If you were elevating the new day right now into the next level of the card, that would show me that you've got direction. You've got somewhere that you're going with it right now. It just sort of feels like we're moving the deck chairs around a little bit at the moment. That's what it has the feeling of. I'm getting good matches out of that, so bully. You know what I mean? Like I'll keep watching because I'm getting good matches. I'm happy about that. But show me that there's something. Give me something that I'm. This is why you keep tuning in. You keep tuning in because you're going to get this at the end of the day. And right now, I feel that way from Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I think I'm getting something special as shit from the two of them. I think I'm getting something that I'm going to, as a wrestling fan, enjoy. For, I'm going to think back ten years from now and say, remember when they had the summer of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens? Remember the two of them just beating the living tar out of each other? I really do have a problem with them not letting Kevin Owens back in the building, though. I cannot <laughs> stress this enough. No, I kind of like that. This because, is the because, most significant trope in all of wrestling. Because I like... You get kicked out. You no, come back well, in and make, you influence... Make, the, the, reason I, the, reason I, the reason I did like that is because of the thing that um, Aaron always talks about, how... Well, AJ Styles didn't look good winning number one contender because he lost the night before WrestleMania. So it gives AJ one more chance to it, win a match and look good. Right. He okay. looked great. Right. No, no, no. I hear that argument. I'll hear that argument. But I'm telling you, Kevin Owens is supposed to come back. He hates Sami Zayn in his blood. They, they hate each other. He, he should have bought a ticket. But he should have bought a ticket, came back in, and made damn sure Sami Zayn didn't become the number one contender. You know, you know what it is? It's, it's, sh- it goes back to the whole change. You know, we're changing everything. This is almost, he's going really meta with this. So not only are we changing the ma- new matchups, we're going to We're going to swerve the shit out of you. Yeah, we're, we're, <laughs> of everything going, you've ever known about. We're, we're going to turn Kevin Owens. logic on its head. And I think that that's maybe intentionally what I don't know, man. For. Here's I, Kevin Owens I, I leaving the building. <laughs> but he actually left. I know. I know. No, that's so like, funny. It's like, here's Kevin Owens leaving the, build, leaving the oh, building. Oh, good. And everybody else, everybody, everybody watching is like, ooh, when he comes he's coming back, back. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be awesome. And, wait, where the hell is he? That's <laughs> he the one, literally left. That's the one trope I feel like you're not allowed to mess with. I just don't <laughs> think you're allowed to mess with that one. Yeah, that's what you cannot, did. you have made me understand that if someone leaves, they are coming back. And I need to believe that. when they That's your safety blanket there. Yes, correct. I know as a fact that if a professional Coming back is still real to me, damn it. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. It's the way it works. All right. Uh, let's talk about the women real quick. Because then Aaron's got to go nerd out with baseball or something. Yeah, That's right. Somehow he gets nerdier than wrestling. Um, I thought it was awesome that they let Charlotte tap to Natalia. Yeah. I thought that was awesome. I think – I don't. I didn't expect I – thought, I, thought, I honestly thought Natalia would get this title shot and – she would lose, but she would lose in a funky way so that she gets a rematch on SmackDown. Right. Wreckwood. Rec- yeah, Pulver, you know. Yeah. But I, the way they did it, like, you can't, at this point, I think you can't not have Charlotte Natty at Payback. Yeah, I think it's going to be Payback and Extreme Rules. And I didn't expect that. Like, I expected. Right, that you were just doing this for a moment. Yeah. You're referencing the fact that Natty's got a little bit of history with Charlotte. They met it in NXT and the whole thing. And now, okay, we've moved past that. And now we're back into Sasha yeah. and Becky. That's what I thought would happen. But, but um, you know, it goes back to what you said, how you said they were, you know, they were Charlotte, Sasha, Becky. They're the ones who matter. Yeah, they have kind oh, of I, a I D- love this. Divas division. 
you, you elevate another person. And in the meantime, what they should be doing is elevating someone else up there to be right after Natty, someone besides Sasha and Becky. I agree, but there's a couple of things that make Natty perfect for this. One, Natty's a badass. Yeah, oh, and Natty's already has credibility. Natty's a Hall of Famer. Absolutely. I mean, Natty How many times has she won the Divas title? Only once, once? right? I think it's just yeah, I'm pretty sure it's check. Just once. I think it's just once. But she's a badass, yep. dude. Yeah. Like she's great and she's Bret Hart's niece. And they had worked together before at NXT. They all of this makes and sense. And not only did they work together before, I don't care what anyone says. There's been a lot of good women's matches in NXT. Other than Sasha Bailey at right. NXT Takeover Brooklyn, the best women's match I saw in NXT was Natalia Charlotte for the it NXT. It was a team. really good match. It was I mean, it was really, I, I, I disagree, but that's because I think that the uh, Sasha Becky at the whatever the spring takeover was last year and then the very first one, the Page M, I thought those were better. But that's just because I, I really view those highly. Not that I think that the Charlotte Natty match sucked. I thought it was very good. And that's why I love everything about this. I think you get two people that know how to work together. There's this a perfect storyline with the flares and the hearts. The, the Dr. Phil stuff. For God's sakes. It was fine. I don't think it was terrible, dude. They brought him in. He said, he actually said, he didn't try to, usually when they bring people in, they're like, because they're promoting something, they try to overtly go, but he didn't really promote Dr. Phil at all. Well, he he was there to promote his son's band. He literally was just saying, which a lot of wrestling fans would say, like a lot of Alan Scherer-esque wrestling fans would say, our friend Alan, who... I hope listens to this podcast, but, <laughs> but, but, uh, but like, but like people who really believe that good, good guys shouldn't use the upper hand. Like wrestlers that are champs, if you're, if you're a good person, right. you shouldn't be doing that. And if you are using cheating tactics, like I didn't care that Seth Rollins used all those cheating tactics because right. I like Seth Rollins being the champ. Right. You know? Right. But some people literally feel that like. Well, if you're a face, you're not supposed to do that. Well, right. even if you're a heel, like you, you. That it makes you look like a weak champ. Yes. Okay. It, it makes you okay. look weak. And he was saying, look, you don't need your dad, which we all think is true. And, and, and it's only a matter of time before she gets rid of him. I, a couple of things that, that come with that, however. They didn't really, it's not as if. It planted the seeds. He would, he was, he didn't have to be the one to do no, it. No, but it was unoffensive that he was the one to do I'm, it. Look, I'm not saying it was garbage. I just didn't think it, it was something that was necessary, right? And that's what I keep coming back to. And I get it. It wasn't necessary. It was, hey, we're gonna put Dr. Phil on and see if somebody will pick it up on the internet and, and get us a couple right. extra clicks out of this, right? Like, it was just totally unnecessary what he was doing there because anyone could have done the same thing. Correct. And the argument that we come back to, and this is the problem that we have with, like, Flo Rida trying to get over on a professional wrestler, is it should be another professional wrestler that's doing But he this. wasn't trying to get it over. That That's the difference between I, him and Flo Rida. But it's better to have... And Flo Rida also didn't get over. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the most <laughs> that's recent the time he did not. Correct. But what I'm saying is there couldn't have been some there couldn't have been a female competitor that would have benefited from trying to get into Natty's ear and saying, by the way, I used to respect you. Now I you know, something along those lines. Could someone have benefited from that role? And my guess is yes, someone could have. There's someone in that locker room that would have benefited from being in that role instead of Dr. Phil. And that's the danger of you always had that card of trying to plant the seed of of her turning on her father. Like, that's always, you knew that something that was going to be coming. Instead of having it be a celebrity who's there for a week doing it, why couldn't have been a wrestler that then could use that rub? That's, I think, the question that we end up asking. I mean, I guess, I guess the question is, was there really a rub there? I like, think, I think there is. I think that now you, you could, I don't think there was, I don't think there was. 
because well, it probably wouldn't it was be Alicia Fox. Well, who would it be then? Uh, the only it would person have to I be can, a face. It would have to be a face, and it would maybe. And it, well, I think Paige could have. It could have very easily been Paige. It could have been Paige, but Paige is someone who's sort of slipping right now because she has not been involved but, but in for, matches for that matter. But for her to show up there to say it, okay, let's just say that you know we, she's entrenched with that, so it's not like it I think you just don't like Doctor Phil, dude. No, I'd go beef with Dr. Phil. I think you just don't. You hate Dr. Phil. Why do you Why do you hate Dr. Phil? Come a lot on. of people hate why Dr. Phil. Why is this turned on me? I have no issue with Dr. Phil. I'm pretty indifferent towards him, to tell you the truth. But that's sort of what it is. I'm indifferent towards him. But that's, it, it's just a one-line thing. So assuming that it wasn't like Paige would do it and then get a title shot, which it doesn't seem like she would because she's entrenched with Natty right now, then, you know, could it have been? Sure. But I don't think it would have really done that much for her to be the one to wrestle. Uh, maybe it wouldn't have done that much. I still think that it could have been a role that you could have used for a wrestler. And I always worry about that when you bring in celebrities. I'm cool with having celebrities there. But having that, that CB He says that, but if, fucking, if Vince McMahon called his phone and told him he wanted him in a segment, he'd be the first person to jump. Yes, well, of course it's I him. would, because I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I'll happily wreck everything in wrestling myself if I'm getting a paycheck out of the deal. He'll dethrone the New Day. Correct. Him and his kids win in the they, tag absolutely. titles. Absolutely. I mean, come on. I'll do any of those things. Ooh, um, jobbing out versus the New Day at SummerSlam? <laughs> We're in. We're in. Who? 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 We will make wrestlers will look be, bad. We will it, go over. It, it will be a little bit weird, though, when we all come out in New Day gear. <laughs> <laughs> and we come out in New Day unicorn. We're such New Day fans. We're like, no, we love you guys. It, it, it'll be like when Mickey uh, was the obsessed trip. Yeah, right. That's exactly <laughs> we'll, we'll what we We'll just freak them out so much. Or that or we invade Japan. Have we thought about that possibility? That I think we, we already are. Uh, we are? Yeah. Well, I, you didn't tell me. iTunes is in Japan, isn't it? Oh, so we are technically in... Oh, Subscribe oh, to iTunes, by the way, jobbing listen out. Listen to you. All right. Uh, anything else we need to touch on? Because Aaron's got to go. Um, I loved the addition of the Bond circle to Cesaro's entrance. Well, yeah, yeah. Yes, that was, that was yeah, fantastic. I, I, I was so confused by the whole suit thing the first time, and then when they added the Bond, I was like, oh, I still don't know why you're doing Bond, but it's a really cool I, I also enjoy over-the-top dickish celebrity Miz. Like, oh, my oh. God. We That's said like, no, no blue yep. M&Ms. I'm on domestic. Board. Domestic. I'm, I'm so on board with that. And when he spit the water out because she said it was domestic. Miz <laughs> yep. is fantastic. No, I'm so on board with that. Continue I, I kind of hope that he. How they ever forget how good Miz is just drives me nuts, right? How you it's ever insane. go through the, the stretches where Miz is a non Miz was, is Aaron's guy. We well, know. he's excellent. Though. I mean, he's fantastic. Yeah, Miz is excellent. He's awesome. He's one of only, right. he's he one of only two heels to win at WrestleMania. Jesus Christ. That's true. That's amazing. Yep. That really is amazing. The main event. Him wow. and Triple H. Yep. Wow. Well, uh, Rollins. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess. But would you even consider that a heel? At but, that I mean, yeah, at the moment <laughs> it was. The, the entire crowd was going ape shit. <laughs> yeah. So I don't really know. It's not a natural heel. And he wasn't really in the match either, right? <laughs> right. So. All right. Well, then, uh, Aaron, uh, we will let you go. But before we do, you're going to uh, share an interview that you did. Yeah, I got to talk to Moose, got to talk about uh, a couple fun things about him and Okada, how much he loves Okada. And uh, I believe at one point you'll hear references something that might happen in the future with it, as well as just the idea of NFL players uh, turning into wrestlers. So, That's weird. I, I know, right? Me, did, he, did he bring up what, you, what we were talking about the other time about why some people that come into WWE uh, – Fans don't like them because they went straight to WWE. Yes, actually, we talked just about that thing. It's, for, it's for the record, me. I think I think football players going to wrestling is stupid. Oh, hey AJ, how you doing, buddy? No, right. no, I just think it's funny. Like people say that, but then you always have guys like Big E who nobody gives a shit that he played football. He didn't go to the NFL. <laughs> well, That's true. He played football. He went straight from football, football to, to yeah. the WWE. Enzo, Enzo played football. 
don't know right. if you heard. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, Aaron's interview with uh, Moose from Dallas, and then we're going to come back in after that, and AJ and I are going to do a top five. We're going to talk to our man Steve Miggs, Miggs. from out in Seattle, and we'll do a, a fun top five this week. Aaron, appreciate it, pal. Plug your uh, Twitter real quick. The Aoster. Check out uh, Rolling Stone coming out this week. I think it should be before our next show. I uh, got an interview with Katrina from Rucha Underground. Oh, very cool. All right. Aaron and uh, Moose from Dallas. This is Jobbing Out. I'm here with another Maryland guy. I'm talking to a lot of Maryland guys this weekend. Maryland, Maryland starting to take over. Pro wrestling. That's what it is. DMV runs pro wrestling. Moose right here with me. And um, first of all, you know everyone knows what this weekend, WrestleMania weekend, means to WWE. But it's also huge for just the wrestling world in general. And, and what does it mean to you and Ring of Honor and everybody else who's here? Um, Man, this is like where you want to be this weekend like this is like the biggest event all year um when different promotions from ring of honor to evolve to ccw and that we all get together and run shows for fans all around whoever wrestlemania is being ran and this year's dallas and it's just an awesome time i mean left yesterday we had a hell of a show i don't know if you was here for that but um it was awesome man like it was great like this is what wrestling is about. You know, you've specifically have been a lot of big shows, a lot of big matches. Like one I want to talk about in particular is uh, the one you had out in Vegas against Okada. What was that like for you, man? Oh, a dream come true. Um, for people who don't know this, Okada is by far my favorite wrestling wrestler of this decade. Um, when I do podcasts or interviews and they ask me, oh, who's your dream match? Okada. And it was a dream come true for me to step in the ring with Somebody I've looked up to since I started my professional career, um, wrestling career. And, um, I mean, we, we did it, we killed it. I mean, it was a match that everybody wanted to see his dropkick against my dropkick. Um, he might have won the match, but I think I, um, secured the best dropkick in professional wrestling that night. At least in my opinion, I think I did. Um, and he's great. And I have a feeling that that's not the last of me versus Okada. I think there's, is there a rematch coming? Uh, I smell a rematch coming. Very nice. I, I know, uh, I'm looking forward to it. So you, why Okada is, is your favorite? I mean, obviously he's awesome, but why him in particular? Um, I don't know. I, I remember his, when he had his little, um, stint at TNA, and I thought he was pretty good then, and, um, when he reformed himself into the Rainmaker, and he just, he was just awesome to me. I mean, his swagger was just off the roof. And I think that's, that's one thing that him and Nakamura have in common. They're, um, they're just really charisma, charismatic, you know. And I think that's what attracts a lot of fans to them, you know. And, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I, I, I love his work. I mean, to see a guy as tall as him drop-kicking people, as big as they are, and him kicking them right in the face—that's freaking awesome. And um, and if you, if you if most people haven't realized, if you see some of my move set, and you see some of his move set, they're really similar. Like his rainmaker, he does a rainmaker. I do a pop up lariat. He does a drop kick. I do a drop. He does a corner drop kick. I do a corner drop kick. Like um, stuff like that just shows how much I've um, made my wrestling style kind of similar to his, but not really his, you know. The American Rainmaker Moose. We're gonna start hearing that soon. Um, the Moose Maker. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, so actually, after that, and I guess you were out on the Japan tour, right? Yeah. The Rainmaker Japan tour. 
seems like Japan's really caught on to it. I know at some of their more recent shows, even when you weren't there, people were doing the moose thing the, yeah, with right, the... Right. But what, what, what was your thoughts on Japan? Been, yeah. I've, I've heard Tanahashi's been doing that lately, which is great. Um, he's, um, it, and it's great because he's keeping the Moose Nation thing going down there when I'm not even there. So when I do come back, I think they all know who started that. And, um, and I, I respect him for that. I really do. But, um, the, the New Japan tour, that was awesome. Um, it's always been a dream of mine to work for a prestigious company like New Japan. And, um, last month that dream came true again, um, when we ran the On the Rising show down in, um, Tokyo, Japan. And that was just an awesome time. You know, uh, recently, I got, I think it was just this week, right? The, uh, the Yahoo Sports profile, uh, ran on you and really, uh, eye-opening and really revealing. What, what was it just sit down and kind of open your soul like that? Um, it's, a lot of people don't know who Quinn Ojanaka is and that's who I, that's who I am when I'm not Moose. And, um, I felt like I needed to let people know what I gave up to join professional wrestling because everybody thinks that Ring of Honor picked me up just because I was a ex-football player and I can help the company out in whatever ways they thought I could. But no, that's not how I went. I busted my butt. I gave up millions to chase this dream. And um, I, I started from the bottom. I mean, I started from the bottom. I did tryout camps. I drove 700 miles to, to, to not even be on the Ring of Honor show just to show up, just to let Hunter and Joe Koff and Greg know that I want to be part of the company, you know. So nothing was given to me. It was all hard work. You know, um, and I think people are really starting to understand the hard work. You know, you start off, you were, you were a little raw. People liked you, but you were a little raw. But you've really come along. People are saying that you have quickly, like, they, they've been stunned, I feel like, at, at your your progress so far. And, and obviously you put in a lot of hard work, but... uh how far does this go? Are we talking about you as one of the best wrestlers in the world in a year or two? Yeah, I, I, thanks for telling. Thanks. I mean, I hope that, that I hope that happens. And I tell people it's easy because who wouldn't progress that fast when you're in a locker room with Jay Lethal and Roderick Strong and Adam Cole and the Japan guys when they come down, um, Okada and Nakamura. And I was here when Kevin Steen was here and like, AJ Styles, like, who wouldn't get better? Like, you sit in the back and watch their matches or that you have your match and you go to the back and they tell you, hey, you should have done this, kid. You should have done this. You could, you should, you could do this. Like, any wrestler would progress as quick as I did if they are here because we have one, some of the best wrestlers, if not the best wrestlers in the world here. So, you know, uh, there's another profile. There's, I can't remember. It might have been Fox Sports or something about how, I think it was uh, how ex-NFL players or ex-college athletes are making great wrestlers nowadays. And um, you're the only one, though, who's taking this path. Like, there are a lot of guys who, NXT, you know, Mojo Raleigh, Baron Corbin, you're the only one who's taken this path in particular. Why did you take this path, and why do you think more guys don't? I think you gain more respect taking the path that I take. I mean, and nothing against Mojo, because that's a good buddy of mine, and nothing against Baron Coleman, because he's also a good buddy of mine. But you can see how fans react to them compared to how fans react to me. And I feel like, and it's not saying they're not good wrestlers, because I think they're both fabulous wrestlers. I just feel like if they would have taken the path that I would have taken, that the fans could would see the hard work and I'm, and I'm not saying they don't work hard because they probably work just as hard as I work but fans kind of see take that notion that when you get picked up from WWE right away and you don't go the indie route they feel like that's easy and 
in a way I feel like it is in a way I feel like it is easy um, because you're not working those shows for t- 20 bucks you're not working those shows for 40 bucks you're not driving 500 miles just to earn 50 bucks to wrestle and I feel like and fans know that and I feel like they respect guys who go that route more than guys who off the streets oh come we're going to give you a WWE contract and we're going to train you to be great wrestlers and I feel like that's why they they um they're taking the same the way they are now compared to the way I'm being taken because I took the the hard knock route to become a professional wrestler. Have you been telling any of your old teammates to come check check this out or? Um, no, because you'd be surprised. Not a lot of my teammates were wrestling fans, and the ones who were wrestling fans don't have the passion to be wrestlers. They just like going to the show, taking their kids to the show. Yeah. Well, we we have a, our co-host here, AJ France, played for the Seahawks right now, and he's he's always said, you know, if he's out of the league before thirty, he might try to get in the business. What what would what would you say to him? Uh, maybe he needs to get out a little bit earlier, because um, I'm telling you, if you wait to how how old you said? He said if he's out before thirty. Uh, yeah, that I think he, if he's if he has a passion to do it, then go for it. I mean, if I will only tell guys to to be a part of this business only if you have passion for it. Don't be a part of it if it's all about the money because you're going to lose the love for it in your first year of it because your first year of it, you're not going to be making jack shit. You're going to make it like my first 40 bookings, I was only getting, the most I got in my first 40 bookings was like 75 bucks, which that's nothing compared to what I was making in the NFL is nothing. And now I'm actually to a point where I'm making really good money, decent money, but it's not, but the truth is it's not even about the money. I just, I love being around this atmosphere. I love being around this locker room. I love being around all these guys. George, he's a great friend of mine. Like he helps me. He's helped big time with the progression, Kyle O'Reilly and the Young Bucks. I mean, I, I love this atmosphere that this is what it's about. So you already checked off one, you know, bucket list thing with the Okada match this year. What What's next on that list? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I would say why not the what Jay Lethal has? Why can't I be the next Ring of Honor world champion? I mean, why can't, why can't it be me? So we'll see. I mean, that's that's a goal of mine, and we'll see how quick I could attain that. One other thing, the big news from Ring of Honor last night: Colt Cabana returns to the company. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about that? Oh, that's awesome! Um, I was actually surprised when I saw it because I saw him downstairs at WrestleCon, but I had no idea that he was part of the Ring of Honor show until I, I didn't even see him in the locker room. That's why. So they kayfabe us big time. Um, but yeah, I think that's awesome. That's another, at least for me, that's another guy that I get to learn from. So I'm just going to be a thief and learn from him and hopefully I use whatever he teaches me to beat him. So I'm that guy. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks and uh, good luck, man. Thanks. Sir. All right. There you had it. That was Aaron chatting with Moose down at, uh, Ring of Honor in Dallas and appreciate him taking the time for Aaron. We are back in here. Segment number three of jobbing out Glenn Clark. And the main event. It's weird when it's the second name. It, it felt like it didn't feel right. It didn't feel like you were ready to do it. It's AJ like, Francis. It was like a house show. It was kind of like that, wasn't it? AJ Francis, the Seattle Seahawks, with us, and now we've traded up on our third mic. Yeah, we got. Luckily, we got the hot tag. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I stole Eric's. I stole Eric's. That actually was his line. We're making fun of him, and it actually was his line. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us for segment number three this week, the man 
from 99.9 KSIW or KISW yep. in Seattle, the BJ and Miggs show, and also the man behind the Miggs cast and our best friend now in this entire business. He is the great <laughs> Steve Miggs, and he joins us here for segment number three. What's going on, brother? What's up, Glenn? What's up, AJ? I feel like i got to, like, jump out of the ropes and, like, start. You remember the hot tag back in the 80s? And it was always, like, you knew it was a hot tag when they started, like, brushing their own hair and, like, seriously, <laughs> yeah. like, like, they're just like, oh, I'm all pumped up. I'm coming in. I miss that. I, I think I need to start doing that now whenever I talk on the radio. Titus O'Neil is now the professional hot tag. Like, when he, yeah. he just comes in like a bull in a china shop, he's got about five minutes of offense in him, and then he's done. Like, that's all like, he's got. You know who's also a very great hot tag is uh, Big E is a fantastic hot tag. Yes. And I feel like uh, Big Cass is all of a sudden oh, yeah, for sure. that way, too. All right, here's my beef. All right, give, give me a second. Just give me a second here, okay? Here's my okay. here's my beef on Biggie as a hot tag. I don't know why our mics are all screwed up this week, by the way. Yeah, yours like, is all sad. of a sudden, I'm like super... Here, talk, you talk. Look at mine. All right, now I'm good. Somehow, it now appears as though you're on three and I'm on two. Whatever the hell's going on around here, but we'll find it. We'll figure it out, yeah. all right? I'm, I'm glad to know that not just in Seattle do we have... Oh, my God. ...with our technical problems. And this is, this is what happens, Migs. Mostly, this is just my studio, right? But there's like two other uh-huh. shows that come in now on the weekends. And so when I come back, everything is screwed up. It's you. You uh-huh. leave anyone here on the weekend, you come back in, and suddenly everything is labeled the wrong way. And I'm trying to figure it out. I don't know how Aaron managed to get us on the air today. Actually, now that I think about it. But the point of all of this is, here's my beef with Biggie as a hot tag. Right? You're using Xavier obviously as being the guy that's trying to fire everyone up. Right? Yep. That should be the guy taking the hot tag. The guy that's doing the screaming on the side of the ring should be the guy getting the hot tag. But I don't think you can. You can take a trombone in the ring with you. Why not? I think that would be a tremendous idea. Because I think it's usually frowned upon. Oh, no, stop it. This is you and your rules. <laughs> Listen to you. That's a terrible idea. There are rules, man. <laughs> yeah, right? God. Do you think Xavier is like the perfect, like, you know, punching bag? He's the guy that, like, he's got that snarky attitude. He's the guy that everyone wants to beat up on. So you want to watch him kind of just get pummeled until he finally is able to tag in a guy like Big E. That's what I think as well. And we're both right, and Glenn is wrong. Okay, you guys are dicks. That's what we've learned here. All right. That, that's, that's why I'm on. AJ had me on, so he finally had back up. It's, yeah. that, that actually is true. It, it does tend because to end Because Miggs loves Roman, too, because he's not an idiot like everyone I else. I know. Has, have I ever... Mm! <laughs> I did like you, Roman. Uh, I don't... Miggs. I thought about you. Did you see on the WWE shop that's selling the Roman Reigns replica vest now? Oh, yeah, I saw it. They, ha- they also had him at the Superstore at uh, Mania. Oh, I didn't see it there. Yeah, uh, you know they didn't have my size. So. <laughs> what, what is that? Four X? Three X? Don't, 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 don't do that. I'm sorry, I apologize. Don't do that thing where you Too make me feel gargantuan. You, you literally, your hashtag is fat guy friendly. Yeah, but that's my. It's like when you make fun of your mom, but if somebody oh, right. makes you're fun allowed to do it. Okay, fair enough. You gotta kick their ass. I agree. <laughs> I, I think I've claimed myself to be fat guy friendly over the years. <laughs> Migs, tell everybody about how you came across the show because you've been awesome to us. You've done probably more for us than we have, truth be told. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, if I find something that I think is really fun to listen to, and, and there's so many wrestling podcasts out there that just say, I, I feel like take themselves a little too seriously. And, and what I always loved about when, when I first found out about you guys was because I saw AJ as a Seahawk. I'm a Seahawk fan, so I, you know, I thought, oh, I'll follow him on Twitter. And then I started noticing he's, he's tweeting a lot about wrestling. And I'm like, holy cow, this is pretty cool. Like, 
you know, it's, it's always fun when you realize that there are other people out there that are wrestling fans. And then I saw that he started talking about your guys' podcast. I'm like, oh, I should check it out. Um, you know, I drive from Seattle to Puyallup, which is about a, about a 40, 45-minute drive every day. So I have a lot of time to just, you know, check out some stuff. And, man, from the first episode that I listened to with you guys on, the dynamic between you guys, I, I, I just think it's great because it's how you guys don't, you don't agree a lot, and, but you're able to give each other a hard time and not take it too personal. And I think that's a, it makes for a really great chemistry between the three of you guys. So as a wrestling fan, I, I like to hearing people talk about wrestling. And I also like being entertained, and, and you guys have found that, that I don't know, you, you, you figured it out. Je ne sais quoi. Yeah, you guys have a great show, and I just want people to know about it. That's why I started tweeting about it, talking about it. When AJ came by and hung out with us during our WrestleMania broadcast, I wanted to get it out there. And it's one of my favorite things is whenever I hear from a listener saying, hey, man, thanks for turning me on to, you know, insert whatever. Right. Uh, well, that didn't sound right. Uh, <laughs> thanks for turning me on to this podcast. Thanks for turning me on and letting me insert it wherever. Right. Yeah, I never, I never thought about it until you told me I could insert it. Uh, so it's awesome to hear that people are digging the po- uh, digging your podcast because they heard me talk about it. Yeah. So I, I think, it, dude, you guys do a great job and, and just keep it up. I'm, I'm real stoked to be on this podcast. Uh, it was awesome to hang out with AJ at WrestleMania. Um, I think one of the greatest moments, and AJ probably doesn't remember it, but uh, <laughs> we, I, 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 we had the WrestleMania broadcast on the air. That was a blast. Then uh, we went off and we did whatever we were doing. You know, I had my stuff. I was going to, he had his stuff. And we were t- texting back and forth after the uh, NXT TakeOver and just, you know, super hyped about how awesome that was. And I'm like, are you doing anything afterwards? We should meet up. And he's like, oh, I'm going to be at the bar where uh, our hotel is. So I go down there. And, and, you know, there's like those moments where you, you, you feel like you're being, the utmost respect is being delivered. And so when I showed up, I, I locked eyes with AJ as I'm walking towards the bar. He gets up and walks over to me. But what people don't realize is he was in the middle of a conversation with the Nasty Boys. Yeah. And I'm like, there's respect, and then there's walking away from the Nasty Boys to say hi to your respect. <laughs> like, oh, this is next level. He walked away from those guys. Say hi, and I thought that was pretty awesome. And I just thought it was hilarious. If I'm if I'm being if I'm being completely honest, I was happy to see you. However, <laughs> I had already been with them for a while, and I was looking for an out anyway. And <laughs> and God bless you for showing up when you did. Wait a second, though, because you were kind of nerding out about the nasty. I boys. was, but uh, I mean, at yeah. a point, I also am there with my friends. I don't want to just spend it with Nob. Yeah, you know? yeah, no. Well, I don't know. I mean, you might end up dead if you spend the entire weekend with Brian Nobbs. Like that's totally plausible. I right, tell everybody. Those guys are they're walking around with their damn nasty boys attire all day long. I oh, yeah. like If you had much. no idea who they were, you realize that they were. Oh, the and I were called the nasty boys. And I learned some stories about Willie Nelson. What? What? From yeah, from them that I can't share on the air because some people will probably go to jail. But wow, I, wow. But it was just, it was just, <laughs> there was a great time. I tell you, Dallas was fantastic. I wish I could go back. I don't want to. You guys can both shut up about this. <laughs> I mean, I hate you both so much right now. I can't even put it into words. Um, the best part, people are like, well, are the people in Dallas really nice? Because I, walked, I came back glowing about my experience as well. And I'm like, you know, I don't think I really met anybody from Dallas. We're just surrounded by a bunch of transplants there for WrestleMania. Uh, how is Seattle as a wrestling town, by the way? Uh, I think it's a really, you know, I think it's a, it, it's a well, I think Seattle loves wrestling. I mean, you, you, you go to the Kyrie and it's packed. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to experience 
the the Daniel Bryan moment when yeah. one of the few times where I enjoyed a crowd takeover, and I think I'm on the same side as AJ. Yes, you are. And that, you know, go to the freaking show. You paid your ticket. I get it. But just because you paid your ticket to go to a movie doesn't mean you can yell and scream and disrupt the movie for everybody else. And I feel like it's getting a little obnoxious. But that was the Slammy Awards in Seattle leading up to WrestleMania 30 was hands down one of the coolest experiences because it was just the perfect place for that to happen, being that it's Daniel Bryan's hometown. Uh, the crowd was hot for him. And, and the crowd takeover actually made sense. As opposed to some of these where they're just chanting random names and yeah, and, and I love the Byron Saxton chants. They're the best. <laughs> oh, I, I love the We Want Sasha chants, and then eventually she comes out and wrestles, and then they start chanting boring. Right. Like, well, what do you want? Which right. one do you want? Are you just trying to be cool for the sake of being cool? I, that stuff always drives me insane. But I'm starting to see in Seattle there's some more independent shows that are coming up. Uh, shout out to Three Two One Battle, which is uh making waves locally as far as being a fun independent uh, event to go check out. Also, uh, I think it's called Project 42. Uh, there's some cool local wrestling that's going on. And uh, obviously, when the WWE shows up, everyone's enjoying it. I was fortunate to also be at WrestleMania when that came to Seattle. Uh, which We're was, still I mean, waiting on WrestleMania in D.C. or Baltimore. We got SummerSlam in D.C., but that was about as close as we got to a big like big show. I mean, we had was it Shawn Michaels? Was that Michaels Hogan yeah, SummerSlam was. that year? Yeah, it that's was a big lot. match. Yeah, I mean, it was all right. It was okay. There's no doubt about that. It was okay. <laughs> we were, we survived. All right, you listen to the show, so please, inst- you you have to know. Tell AJ, Aaron and I don't hate Roman Reigns. Please, can you please convey that to him as someone who's <laughs> listened to the show every week? We do not hate Roman Reigns because every week when Roman Reigns' name comes up, you don't up, hate Roman Reigns, but you defend people who. Boo him for no goddamn reason. I don't defend them. I just say it's happening and you can't change it. You defend them. Migs, you be the you you, you step you in hear, here. Okay, wait till you hear this week's episode, Migs. You're on it <laughs> right now. Wait. But when you hear this week's episode, tell call me and tell me if they're not defending the people that boo Roman Reigns. <laughs> don't worry, I will. There was one particular moment in this week's episode where we had a bit of a coming to Jesus. I'm with AJ. On the, on the Roman Reigns thing, I don't get. I know AJ's uh, got the great uh, theory behind. You know, it's uh, we don't like anything that's not Daniel Bryan. I think Batista experienced that after seeing how it happened to Batista leading up to WrestleMania 30, and then I'm like, wow, it's happening all over again for Roman Reigns, and it just seems really unfortunate that people aren't even giving this guy a chance. It's like puts on great matches. I get it, questionable on the microphone, and I think that's not his fault though. Um, I think this whole I'm not. I remember when I saw him doing the whole, uh, I'm not a good guy, bad guy, but I'm the guy. The first time I heard it, I was like, oh, goosebumps. This is awesome. But now it's like, okay, he doesn't need to say it every time he's on the microphone. Like, that just seems... Now, now gonna, I mean, AJ's, AJ's going to fight you. AJ's no, going to fight you. My oh, thing is... Oh, it's okay when Migs says it, but it's not no, okay when uh-oh. I say it? No, you're not hearing me. I didn't say that... <laughs> It's inherently good or bad. What I am saying is you can't say it's bad a segment after Enzo and Cass come out and say the same thing that they always say every time. <laughs> That's what happened. It in such an enjoyable way. I, I, I don't, it feels really forced with Roman, and I don't think it's his fault. I think, I think there are ways to still convey that mentality and that spirit of what he is without saying it verbatim every time. Migs, I hope you enjoyed being friends with AJ because I'm pretty sure that it's about to end that's right here and right uh, now. That's not true. Bitch. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> you, how dare you suggest anything other than 
Roman is perfect in every way. No, he's just, the most perfect professional wrestler no. in the history of professional no, wrestling. No, he just he he and all he's former not, football players are better professional wrestlers than other more often than professional not wrestlers. Do you like Big E? I do like Big E. Do you like Enzo Amore? I do like Enzo Amore. Do you like Roman Reigns? I do. Yes, I do actually. Believe it or not, I like Roman Reigns. Okay. You dick. Okay, just make sure. Yeah, we talked. We we briefly talked about it when we were in Dallas, uh, AJ and I, and I, you know, I, I agree with his theory behind why he's catching as much flack as he catches. Just the mentality of some of these smarter than thou fans. Uh, but one of the other ones I think that still falls in line with it. And I'm curious what you think uh, uh, about it. But is that uh, I, mean, I don't know if you remember the interview that uh, CM Punk did with uh, Colt Cabana, and it felt like we, besides Ryback, who obviously caught the, the the most of the heat of the current roster, but. He kept making these pot shots about making Roman look strong, and I feel like fans pick up on that kind of stuff. And and I wonder if he's still dealing with the the the, the repercussions of of that being thrown out there because he made Roman sound like as if you know the the company wants him to be a certain way, and the other wrestlers aren't down with that. And, and I don't know, maybe I'm overthinking it, but I feel like that also because before that he was hot, man. I mean, the Shield was hot whenever yeah. was hot tag when Roman came in. People forget that he won. He had zero boos, and he won the fan vote for Wrestler of the Year before right. Daniel Bryan came I, back. I remember that. All of it. I remember all of it. And, it. and then when Daniel, it literally was the moment Daniel Bryan came back, everything changed. It did, in large part because it felt like, oh, we're going to do this again. God damn it. I let this happen. <laughs> this is on me. This is, you know what? I blame no one but myself for allowing this to occur again. This is my fault. Let's move on. Let's not do but this. this. Is like one of, I think this is wrestling's greatest mystery about how you can go from, like you said, on top of the world, super super loved by the fan base to, I mean, within just, you know, one episode where, like you said, with Daniel Bryan, and everything just kind of went to the shitter for him. It, it, well, it, because it, it, it was, it, in the moment, it was less that you were booing Roman Reigns and way more that you were booing the WWE. You were booing true. the idea that we love this guy and you're giving him shit while you're putting someone else over that was the concept in the moment. I don't, I don't really moment. consider winning but, the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania shit. Uh, in comparison to where you felt as though he should be, and the fact that we'll never get the Brock Lesnar-Daniel Bryan match that we should have gotten, that was oh. the most easy, it was the easiest booking in the history of professional wrestling, and you're never going to get it now, yes, pissed a lot of people off. And it's going to piss a lot of people off. It's going to you work You know why you'll way. never get it now? Because Cause Roman's still wrestling. I understand that. And Daniel Bryan isn't. <laughs> That's why. Should have happened in San Francisco, bro. It should have happened then. God, this is. If Daniel Bryan was still wrestling, we could get Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, Mania next year, Mania this year, Mania the See, year. Now you're just being a dick. Now but you're being not. a dick to Daniel. Guess Bryan. who will be at all those things though? <laughs> Roman Reigns will be there for all of them. It's almost as if they made the decision that was best for business. You just hate Daniel Bryan. No, I love Daniel Bryan. I was there when he won the World Heavyweight. But I'm not allowed to like Roman Reigns. I was there. And yet still think that it was okay, wrong. I was there the night he won his first World Heavyweight title, and I was there the night he won the WWE World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania. Were you at either of those? I was not. I was not either one. Okay. You're right. Just want to rub it in a little bit more? Just making sure. I hate you. NXT's coming <laughs> to Seattle too. Once you get back, the moment that you get back, you get to no, go to they're NXT. there. They're there the weekend before I get back. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, it sucks. Nick's going to NXT. Yeah, I got my... Yeah, so, Adrian, you're not going to be in town for that? No, I don't get back till the 22nd, dude. Oh, oh yeah. Dagger. dagger. Oh, oh, yeah. Brutal. Yeah, I got my... T- I'm actually, my father's retirement party is that weekend, and we were supposed to fly out that Thursday, and I was like, let's fly out on Friday. Seeing it at, like, a, and it's at the Paramount Theater here in Seattle, which is, you know, typically a concert venue, 
um, of about a couple thousand people sitting in it. It's a beautiful theater. Uh, so it's going to be fun to see how they set up the ring on the ground. It's, you know, I, I geek out about that kind of stuff, like how is the sight line? Dude, it's, it's, it's weird. So we were in the front row when they came to Philly. We were, uh-huh. It was at the same same setup. It was in a theater. And we were in the front row on the floor, but like you're below, obviously, the the ring. So you didn't, like, see any of the entrances. Like, the entrances oh, are from okay. the back of the, the stage. So you couldn't uh-huh. see them. But your vision for the ring was perfect. Like, for the ring, it was excellent. And it doesn't really matter because you're sort of just there to be part of NXT, yeah. which is just the greatest thing right. on the face of the planet. So you could kind of get over it. But, but you almost are better off being, like, eight to ten rows back on the floor yeah. so you can see the entrances and see everybody come in at that point. It was so funny because at Mania, people behind me were getting mad when I stood up that they couldn't see anything. Well, because you're st- but I was standing up because the people in front of me were standing, standing up. up right. So then they were like, right. they're standing up, but you're tall, so you don't have to. How tall do you think I am? Right. I'm, if I'm sitting yeah. down and yeah. they're standing up, I can't see either. No, you're I right. I'm, I'm eight feet tall, so clearly I can see directly <laughs> over the people in front of me that are standing up. That's a great point. All right, like you want to just stare at a guy's ass for the entire time. <laughs> I paid all that money to look at this guy's back pocket of his jeans. Right, it's a sweet ass, but come on. <laughs> My thoughts exactly. All right, so Mix, here's the deal. We're doing you uh, obviously because you've listened. You know how we do top five. Um, sometimes we do these a little bit uh, sillier. Sometimes they're complete make believe or, or they're all in character. This time we're just. Yeah, gonna... I mean, uh... In, in honor of that, I mean, I, too, don't have a sense of smell except for the sense of tutti-frutti. Tutti-frutti, that's the way it is, yeah. tutti-frutti. And everybody knows that orange licorice is the preferred color of, of uh, uh, scratch-and-sniff panties. That is a known fact. And it's, signed, <laughs> and it's a known fact that uh, Steve, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's wiener is just a little bit bigger than Hogan. <laughs> just, just a little bit. <laughs> a little bit um, this week, we're just doing more of a traditional list as uh, okay. in honor of Roman. We are? Well, I mean, I don't know where you went with yours. I, this is the problem with AJ and I doing this over text is I'm still not really sure what list he did. So I've got a couple ways that I can go with it. I think the list we're doing, in honor of Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt, tagging together strange bedfellows on Monday night. Uh-huh. We're going with the top five strangest bedfellows? Yeah. Oh, what, oh wait a second. Wait I a mean, second. I mean, these are things that I've done. It's just mine's, you said you wanted a comedy bit. And I gave well, you. I do enjoy a good comedy bit, but that's why I thought you. Oh, oh my God! Right. A, I tell you, what, you do your you do your number five, and then we'll see where this goes from here. Okay. Okay. okay so are, are these now? I don't know. I don't know what. I thought okay. that's what we were doing. I mean, these are actual things. Okay. Okay. You know what? Let's go with it. I'm excited. So my number five uh, is, and we just referenced him. Yes. Um, it is actually was it was a it was a. Pairing that seemed forced, you can tell that they really had no chemistry at all. Yes. And it was just, it was it was miserable to watch them on screen because AJ Lee felt much more at home, and I felt like she was much more believable with Daniel Bryan than she was with CM Punk. Mm, yeah. So I think that okay. AJ Lee and CM here. Punk together on screen just did not work. They're just terrible. Right. They, they don't have any chemistry. No, no, you're right. They shouldn't spend much time around each other. Correct. You could tell. It's, she... uh, it is actually weird that they both are retired now, though. Yeah, that is strange when you think about it. Maybe it was because it was such a bad pairing that they just couldn't do it anymore. I could, I could understand. They both just said. They were just so bad being around each other that they couldn't. Like, I can't even do professional wrestling any yeah. longer. I'm, it's right. so all. It sucked the life out of me so much. 
I cannot do this any longer. Yeah. Okay, we n- can't pair up, but we can consummate our relationship in the real world. Right. <laughs> well, I, well, I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking? Is there? What? Is there I, some, I don't know. There's, there's a real world. I don't. I don't really know what you're referring to. This this Migs guy. I don't know what he's all about. Sorry. Right. Right. Okay, I understand where you're coming from. So my number five, when it comes to these pairings, I never really understood. You know uh, Dave Batista. Are you familiar with him? Yes. You, you're familiar I've with heard Dave his Batista. Name um, uh, action really? action star. Yeah. Right. Know, yeah. Drax the Destroyer. Yeah. He um he, he's in the the new what is it the new the Bond uh, film. Yeah, he's in the Bond film. He was a badass, right? Do you remember him working? As a deacon? <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, I do. So, let me get this straight. I'm not, I've never started a church before, alright? I don't have a lot of history in, in, in being a pastor or a, a reverend, if you will. But if you're a reverend. Testify, my brother. Is the guy that you want collecting the money in church, the guy that you have passing the plate, do you really want that to be a walking badass? Because I feel like at some point... You might. But he you might, might get more money donated. But won't he turn on you and take the money himself at some point? True. Also, why did he never wear sleeves? Uh, also a very... You're, you're in church. <laughs> and I, look, I don't go to church every Sunday. I don't go to church much. Don't remember the last time I went to church. But when I did go, I'm pretty sure most of the time I wore sleeves. I'm almost uh, positive every time I went, I had sleeves <laughs> I go every week, and in the summer, sun's out, guns out applies to church as well. Oh, fair office. enough. Yeah. I, I did not realize. So that, that makes sense. Now, why did he wear no sleeves with a bow tie? Mm. <laughs> mm. Also a question. Also a question. But I still keep coming back to, if you're Batista, you're a walking badass. Why are you taking you're a job? You're literally Drax the Destroyer. Why are you taking a job as a deacon in the church? I feel as though that's maybe a bit below you, and you did not necessarily need to align yourself with the good Reverend Devon. Who I've seen him in a while. Like whatever happened to yeah, Reverend whatever happened Devon? To whatever happened to Reverend Devon? Mm. All right, that's my number five. Steve Miggs. Boy, Denzel would call him Devin. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was awesome. That, yeah, is that was awesome. All right, so Steve Miggs. Uh, I think uh, I think we figured out where we're going with this direction. You know him from 99.9 out in Seattle. Steve, what do you have as your number five? You know, I'm, I, I like to look back because you know nowadays with, with internet, with just how we all are, we we kind of read between the lines when we see certain pairings. Like, oh, they have nothing to do with those guys. Let's put them together. But as a kid, you never really did that. You just accepted it for what it was, and you just, you know, you didn't really think about how absurd some of the pairings were. For me, looking back on, like, the 80s, when when that was, like, when I first fell in love with wrestling, and I remember being a fan of the tag team, but now looking back, I'm like, why did I think Brutus the Barber Beefcake and Greg the Hammer Valentine made sense as a tag team? It's a fair point. It's a fair point. They, they really don't appear to have much in common. You don't usually no. use a hammer to cut somebody's hair. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, you got this one guy who's just not, I mean, his nickname is The Hammer. He's a badass. He's oddly enough from Seattle, Washington. Let's pair him up with a man whose last name is Beefcake. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's, it is a really fair point. You know, the more I think about it, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like, why were those two ever hanging out with each Speaking other? Speaking of which, have, did you have, do you guys watch the Edge of Christian show? I don't. That totally reeks of awesome. I don't. Idiot. I've played a couple episodes, yeah. Well, Brutus the Barber Beefcake was on the last episode. Oh, yeah. It was hilarious. All right. You've told me six times not to watch it. Yeah, right? I don't know why you haven't. You're, I, you're a fool. 
It's baseball season. I got to watch baseball games. There's now. literally 20 minutes of pop. All right, fine. I'll sit down and I'll watch. Can you imagine if the You watch three hours of Raw and you can't watch 20 minutes. <laughs> Sometimes I question whether or not I should be watching three hours of Raw, AJ. All right? Sometimes I question that. All right, you want to go to your number four? Yeah. My number four. It's really odd when you really think about it. You had the team of Evan Bourne mm-hmm. and Kofi Kingston. Mm. One was a pot-smoking hippie that couldn't stay out of trouble, and the other one was a Jamaican. So that doesn't make... How did that happen? Usually, usually, the Jamaican is the the pot-smoking hippie hippie that can't stay out of trouble. Yeah. How did they come up with a team that had a Jamaican with a guy that couldn't stop smoking weed? That is really weird. I mean, that's really weird, the more I think about it. It's, it's It's impressive. It's really, really weird. Um, I have a couple of thoughts. I do have a couple of thoughts, all right? One being, I, I wonder, do you think that maybe there was a supplier situation here? Very well could Do you think that maybe that was the attraction for Evan to hang around, that he was, he was getting, the, getting the hookup in that, that process? That could make sense. Two, are we sure that he's Jamaican? Because I feel as though there's a chance he might also either A, be from Ghana, or B, be from New York. He's, I a, feel Ghanaian, as though, he's a Ghanaian Jamaican New Yorker. Right, I feel as though we're not certain that we know that that's actually <laughs> where Kofi Kingston is from. I feel as though perhaps he may not actually be from those places. You know he what? Needs to take and a co- bump at some point, and then that Jamaican accent just comes back. <laughs> right. just, like, How funny would that be? It. Wouldn't that be great? The best part, the best part about changing, oh, you know what, now we're kind of going behind. No, I want to keep, I'm going to stay in character. All right, that's good. It's number four. Number four. Uh, my number four, I got to be honest, I just never, I always sense that these guys, there's something a little bit weird about them, all right? Uh, I don't know if you remember them. Uh, uh, Chuck Palumbo. Oh, God. And uh, he used to call himself Mr. Ass, I believe, uh, Billy Gunn. Oh, my God. Now, yeah. here's, here's the thing about these guys, right? Like, if I just thought they were lovers, like I just thought that's what it was, and like if you're if you're you know married to someone, I could understand why you'd want to work together. Like it would seem to make a lot of sense. Maurice but, and this, absolutely, they seem to work quite well together. They're married and they work. But these guys, as it turns out, I swear to God, they were just tag team partners for life. I would think that that's a quite the commitment to make. When there's all these other options where you can have his tag team partner. And then Billy Gunn Strangely. committed adultery and came back with the New Age Outlaws. Strangely enough, he wasn't right. actually tag team partners for life. When he said for life, like when I once upon a time said NWO for life, I meant for life. I'm still in the NWO <laughs> to this day because I said NWO for life. But they were supposed to be committed tag team partners for life. And as it turns out, that was a lie too. So they, they misled me the entire time. I just thought that they were happily married. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm a progressive thinker. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I love it. Hey, Migs is from Seattle. I live in Seattle. Right. That's like, we it's are a very too. progressive area. Absolutely. We, are, we, are if we someone, can legally marry them and make it for life. Right. Absolutely. If someone finds love, I'm happy that they found love. But to commit to someone just as a tag team partner for life? Seems a bit ridiculous. Right. I just feel well, as though maybe that's over the top. Like, it could have been a political statement on their part. They knew they couldn't get married, so they're like, well, what can we be for life? That would. Tag team partner. I mean, I guess that's possible, but you would think that now with the law having changed that perhaps we would have heard them come out and say something and about say, it. And say, you know, we actually, we're glad with the new law. Right. And we can actually now be committed partners Frankly, I felt a bit misled the entire time. If I'm just telling you the truth, as as a fan of the tag team, I felt a bit misled. It was a, a, a very tough moment for me personally. Migs, what about your number four? 
My number four is, uh, it's one of the, okay, earlier we joked about insert here. It's Jimmy Wang Yang and insert whoever else he seems to be. <laughs> <laughs> what, what does that guy have over everybody in the square circle where it doesn't matter what you're doing, if Jimmy Wang Yang wants to be your tag team partner, you become his tag team it partner. Is, it is really, it's bizarre. More? I mean, <laughs> Good wrestling. He didn't need that. Slam Master Jay? Like that? And then, uh, who was it? I can't remember. For the life of me, I'm trying to remember his name. He was uh, kind of like the redneck. Oh, man. There's been a lot of those. Yeah, I was going to say. You're not really yeah, limiting. Jimmy Wang Yang partner. He had that one redneck partner, which I thought was his best partner. Uh, but I can't remember his name now, and it's killing me. Me neither. I know it's not Hillbilly Jim. Trevor Murdoch. Trevor, Trevor Murdoch. Murdoch. Right. Wow. Wow. I had all Look those shots. I forgot that Trevor Murdoch existed, to tell you the truth. I forgot I mean, and also just, I mean, we could just completely go on a whole different thing of, who, like, Jimmy Wang Yang? Why is that your name? <laughs> Thanks, thank good. you to Vince. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. All Vince right. was like, if we're going to have an Asian cowboy, <laughs> and we have to give him a good name. Yeah, and the, the, the funny part is that nobody said, why don't we stop there? Right? Why don't we just pause and maybe move How forward? How did Pat Patterson not say, oh, guys? Yeah, maybe not the best uh, idea I've ever. I'm not sure. Not the best. And right. was it Pat Patterson that said, I don't think people are going to realize with the name Jimmy Wang Yang that you're country. We need to put you in a white theater as well. <laughs> just to make sure that we sell this. Yeah, just in case. Just in case they didn't get the gimmick over the top. <laughs> AJ, you're number three. My number three has a uh, bizarre pairing. Rosa Mendez with literally every person she's worked with. Yeah, it's a it's a fair point. <laughs> she she has not got the Matadores over. They're back to Puerto Ricans already. She didn't get Fandango over. He's back to doing his dance, and he's not a salsa dancer anymore. She what really is he though? <laughs> like, is he really much of anything? Uh, he's yeah, he's a jobber. Oh, okay, that's what it is. I figured that out now. But yeah, liter- Rosa Mendez with literally every person she's ever worked with ever in the history of the WWE. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a fair. I think that's a fair, <laughs> bizarre pairing. The more I think about it. Um, and what is up with the Puerto Rico vignette that we just watched? I, I don't lo- understand. I love it. I lo- basically they're just going to come out and they're just going to. Kind of do what the New Day did, where they're just going to run down gotcha. every town that they go into because it's not Puerto Rico. No, I'm okay with that, actually. <laughs> I mean, it's probably a little bit racist, but you know what? <laughs> a lot of things that we've liked over the years were a little bit racist. It's WWE. The New Day got put together because they were all black. But, yeah, correct. It was a little bit racist. It worked really well. It, it worked, worked really well. All right, my number three. This was such an odd pairing. They literally had to go to therapy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, now... I don't know I mean, why. No. Is is it worth it for a tag team? I understand why. When you're married, things hit a rough patch. You want you want to go to therapy, right? You yeah. probably have kids. There's a lot of stuff. It's you don't you don't want to have to give her half. You own a house. I mean, there's there's reasons to try to stick things through and make it work through therapy. But if you're Kane and Daniel Bryan, what was the reason to go to therapy? You could have been spending that time practicing your craft. You could have been working on wrestling. Why did you have to go to therapy in order to make the partnership work? I feel as though at some point... Well, probably because one was a goat and one was a demon. Well, I understand that makes it awkward. I do understand (laughs) that there's a level of awkwardness to that. But I feel as though at some point you have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, it just might not be working. (laughs) This might just not be meant to be, you know? Like, you're you're more of a yes guy, I'm more of a no guy. (laughs) You know, like, 
you say potato, I say potato. It just it comes up that way. And I feel as though at some point maybe I would have bailed a little bit sooner than it seemed as though they were willing to bail on that tag team partnership. But as far as bizarre pairings go, I believe if you had to go to therapy in order to make your pairing work, I believe it counts as a bizarre pairing. True. And so Kane and, and Daniel Bryan. What demon goes to therapy? I mean, it's a very It's a great point, right? Do. You can literally cause fire anywhere you go. I would think if you don't like what somebody has to say, you, you would just, just burn them to death. Yeah, you would inform them that they're wrong <laughs> and that you are correct. And is it out of pocket? Is, does he have a good insurance? Well, that's a good question. What kind of copay does a demon have? <laughs> right. Right. Who's asking the demon for money? And I got to tell you, that therapist seemed to be available way more than typical therapists are. Yeah. Right? Like, you normally have to make, the, like, he was available a lot. And you know, wrestler schedules are just crazy. crazy. Right, absolutely. So you got to squeeze that in somewhere. It's just all of it very And weird. yet, when they traveled from town to town, he was still there. It's he weird. was. He was still in this, wherever they were. That's weird. It's the damnedest thing. Like the Metallica therapist. I mean, just, you know, sometimes you got to pay the good coin to make things work. All right, uh, Miggs, you're number three. Oh, man. My, my number three, I, I wrote a couple down that uh, are actual ones, and then when Asia and I were texting, we were talking about potentially ones that we would like to see happen. Mm. Um, so I don't know if I could kind of just kind of throw a little curveball Oh, what there. the hell? I don't think we take this seriously yeah. enough to be all that concerned about it. Okay, well, I have a couple. Okay, I'll, I'll, actually, I'll save one for my next one as well. But uh, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is being known as, you know, he, it was all about K.O. mania. He loves the, 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 the initials, the K and the O. I think I and I thought, would it not be an independent wrestling fan's dream to see him match up and hook up and be a tag team with Cesaro, who we know is great in the tag team world? You put those two together, K.O. loves to be all about the K.O. mania. You got Cesaro, his letter is C. Then it becomes the K.O.C. mania. Cock mania. Cock mania. Cock mania. <laughs> It's all about the cock. These two are... <laughs> oh, oh, that God. is really well done. That, was that is really that well done, digital. sir. That is really well done. That's a great one. Oh. That was good. You know Vince would be in for that. Oh. Absolutely. Oh, it's... As but every time they say... It would be like every time they say cock, they would have to hold up a sign that says KOC. Right, correct. Right, right. yeah, instead of saying it. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, uh, AJ, you're number two. My number two, which was, it worked, and it was awesome, but how did Owen Hart find his way into the Nation of Domination? It is a little bit weird. Because <laughs> I felt like all the original members of the Nation of Domination <laughs> something else had a little bit in common. Yeah. Like, they all kind of, they kind of looked similar in a way. Right. And then when they joined with Owen Hart, now granted, he, he was obviously in there because of affirmative action. Right. But <laughs> take, that's, clear, that's obvious. Take <laughs> affirmative action out of it. You wouldn't think that he would want to join the nation of domination. Yeah, I mean, I don't. What is he getting out of it exactly? Uh, I mean, I mean, he got a rub from the greatest superstar ever, The Rock. But other than that, <sighs> I mean, there is that, and that's valuable. But I, I hear he, you. He probably. I mean, at that point, The Godfather was becoming a pimp. So he probably got a couple hoes out of it, too. I mean, that's probably true. That's probably true. Yeah, all right, fair it, enough. He I had can, a couple It would I be can... like AJ Styles joining the New Day right now. Correct. Well, hang on a second. Yeah. Well, that's, somebody that's suggesting that's not a terrible I, idea. I saw Wade Barrett dance the New Day a couple weeks ago, and I thought to myself, I hope this Who's never Wade ends. Barrett? Oh, uh, I, right, yeah, he used to be. <laughs> yeah. All right. My number... I've got some bad news for you. <laughs> My number two... Is it is a tag team that seems to continuously get back together? In fact, just just last year they got back together for a few matches, um, which is weird because I literally believe I've seen them attempt to kill each other 
in the past. And I would feel as though maybe some of the issues between Kane and The Undertaker <laughs> would perhaps lead it to being awkward to then come back together and then sit I down. Undertaker for... almost killing him, him coming back and yeah. trying to murder him. I just feel as though like... Setting each other on fire, burying each other. Right. It feels like sort of a sideshow side Bob type of situation, right? Where he always comes back, you're like, well, we can trust him this time. <laughs> but you just really can never fully trust that that guy's not going to try to kill you. So I don't know how it is that they always seem to forget about all of that. Like, they get back together for a match. Hey, man, if Undertaker and Kane can do water under the bridge, you can make up with anybody. I guess that's – I mean, they literally have attempted to murder each other over the years. Literally murder. actually murder. Like, set the casket on fire while he was inside. One of them legitimately did kill the other one's father. I mean, it actually happened. I had a hard time getting coffee with someone who killed my pop. And then 25 years later, hey, uh, gonna need a tag team partner for this match. You know what, guy? I got your back. All that murder stuff. That was just a misunderstanding. We can... At least in, the, in like a male-female dynamic, it's like a relationship revolving in those where you stay with someone that you shouldn't be with, but the sex was great. Right. I don't think that that's going on with the demon and the... And the I mean, <laughs> maybe the there's... Uh, we can't rule it out. Right. I mean, that's like, something point. has to keep bringing them back together. Because if he's willing to get therapy, he might be willing to hook up with the Undertaker. I mean, just I, I just feel as though at some point <laughs> you would look yourself in the mirror and say, is this a fruitful relationship for me? <laughs> is this something? You know, <laughs> like, is this, am I getting everything out of this that I should be getting out of it? And I feel as though most of the time the answer in that relationship has been no. So <laughs> yeah. uh, that's, that's my bizarre pairing. Number two for you, Steve Miggs. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to piggyback off of uh, AJ with uh, Owen Hart, just as odd as him being with the uh, Nation of Domination. Who thought him and Yoko Zuno would make for a great tag team? It doesn't seem as though they would have a ton in common. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was, uh, besides any of the in-ring stuff, it's just visually, I mean, it seemed like Owen Hart, he, I think if he was still alive this, this, to this day, he'd be paired up with some of the odder, I think it was like, let's just see if it'll work. Throw Owen in. Oh, you're not, tell- you're not telling me if Owen Hart was still alive to this day that he wouldn't have won at least two tag team titles with Mark Henry. You're not telling me that didn't happen. True. That's probably <laughs> the case. I mean, it's almost a thousand percent that would be the case, no doubt. Almost no doubt about it. All right, Migs, yeah, here's, here's the way this works. AJ has to go last. Because I'm the main Because event. he's the main event. So right. we have to invert on the final round, and so you've okay. got to give us your number one first. I'm going to go back to another one, a wishful thinking one. I'm going to go into the world of NXT. I know, AJ, your buddies with Mojo. I thought Mojo Raleigh and Samoa Joe, and the team would be called Samojo with their valet, <laughs> Jojo. Samojo Jojo. Samojo Jojo. I'm, I'm really Okay, ins- now I know I'm younger than both of you, so you probably never watched Powderpuff Girls when you were growing up as a kid because it didn't no, exist. I- but, <laughs> but I don't know if you know this, but Mojo Jojo is one of the greatest villains in the history of cartoons. If you say so. Oh, it's meant to happen then. So Mojo Jojo? I mean, what? if you... I, I mean, I'm Mojo's in. a super hyped guy, and Samoa Joe is super chill, dude. The dynamic between the two would be pretty funny. It would be fantastic. I look, I hear you. It just means dick to me. <laughs> it means nothing. <laughs> Alright, my number one, and, and I actually understand how the two came together. Like, it, the, the pairing was fairly logical. It's just that for as great of a wrestler as Shawn Michaels is, I would feel as though 
for a tag team partner, he would want someone a little bit more active in the ring. And so, while I believe that he and God are very good <laughs> friends, and I believe that there is a lot of logical reasons for them to hook up to begin with, I just feel like when it comes to actually facing Vince and Shane McMahon in a match, I would just think that maybe you would want a partner who's got a little bit more under the hood when it comes to actually wrestling than God. That's, yeah, I mean, more that's, than likely. That's, that's the only thing. I, like, I feel as though maybe Triple H would have made a good yeah. partner in that situation. Perhaps The Rock would have been a, a good partner in that. Just anyone. Bring back Marty Jannetty. Sure. Get reunited <laughs> with the Rockers. I'm all for it. I just feel as though God was a questionable choice <laughs> when you had to face both Vince and Shane McMahon. I, I just think that you could have done more with – and who am I to judge? You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to knock a man's religion, their faith. that matters a lot to them. I just feel as though perhaps – Maybe you could have went a different way. That's what I'm saying. Again, we're and talking – you would have think in WrestleMania he would have thought better to try and use the, the, the hand of the Lord in taking on The Undertaker when he went with the all-white and the cross imagery. I, it, right. it failed him in that situation, too. He, he should have used the hot tag to the God at that match. Well, he definitely could have, but I'm, he should have oh. learned from the first match could where God imagine, was his tag team partner. Could you imagine if God, if, if Shawn Michaels gave God a hot tag in his match? It would be big. I mean, it, it would be a big moment. We talk about WrestleMania moments, <laughs> and God actually tags in. I think Vince McMahon is powerful enough to get it to happen. But oh, Vince can make it happen. No doubt. Well, he did make, Vince had I mean, The Rock have a match. He did book God in a match once upon a time. He just didn't have a lot to offer as a tag team partner for Shawn Michaels in said How many match. other bookers can say they booked the guy? I don't believe there are many. I believe it's a very short list. It's All more right. of a flaw in the developmental territories than, than really. Yeah, God should have spent I mean, a little more time in NXT. <laughs> right, if God was in NXT, this would have never happened. If he had a little help to build a mod, uh, uh, things would have been great. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mean to tell you this, but uh, Shinsuke Nakamura is God. Oh, yeah, so God whoa, is in NXT. <laughs> you ask any uh, snarky wrestling fan, I yeah. think they would agree. Yeah, they are, he is God. All right, uh, you're number one, AJ. And my number one, a pairing that happened literally at birth. But yet, it was still the most bizarre pairing in the history of wrestling because they never seemed to stay together. Hmm. And it was Kevin Nash and his quads. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. They just never really seemed to gel the way they were supposed I mean, to. It is, it is a weird pairing. It's just a weird... Here you build this man, yeah. and he's an Adonis. You no, know what I mean? He's literally chiseled. She is a chiseled... In fact, he's like a thousand years old, and women still want to pay him money to see him naked in those Magic Mike movies. Correct. And yet, then you just didn't bother to give him any quads. Just his just, quads. Just his quads were there for so long. Right. And then once they broke, it was kind of like Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels. Right. Once, right. Kick, once they broke, they, they never the glass really. And, they never really got back together. Right. right? They if, they tried, but it just never it just really over. happened. It was just over it. Yeah. It it's like Christian over. and his calves. I think he, he forgot to get. <laughs> I think God forgot to give him calves. Right. Well, he's Canadian, so I don't know how that works. It's a whole oh, thing. Boy. Do they even have calves? In I'm not really sure to tell you the truth. It's I'm that not... poutine. It, it affects the, the calf development. <laughs> All right, that was really good. All right, Steve Miggs, 99.9 in Seattle every morning. Uh, yeah. BJ and Miggs, and then the Miggs cast. Tell me about the Miggs cast. Uh, Miggs cast the podcast. It's available everywhere, like iTunes, um, Stitcher, uh, on KISW.com. It's you know just. A bunch of dudes just shooting the, shooting the shit, hanging out. Uh, we do do as many wrestling interviews as we possibly can get, but, you know, it's just, you, you never know when that's going to happen. If, if someone wanted to check out 
our podcast, I think a good introduction to it was just a couple of weeks ago. We had a big uh, WrestleMania podcast where we were broadcasting from Wrestle, WrestleMania Radio Row. AJ hung out with us for a little bit. The New Day, AJ Styles, um, Samoa Joe was there with Maybe us. just a name dropper. I mean, God, yeah, right. To you. Dropping them left. Sasha Banks, that was awesome. Yeah, no, um, it sounds like it sucked. I'm sure that was really <laughs> tough for you. It was work. It was work for me, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. My job. Yeah. And, uh, so that would be cool. And then I also do another podcast called The Mega Cast with my buddy, uh, D. Ted Smith. He's a, a DC boy, went to DeMatha, hates AJ because he's a Gonzaga guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, most people that couldn't get in Gonzaga do too. Oh. Burn. Oh. Burn. Oh. Burn. <laughs> but yeah, he's a, he's a DC kid and, uh, we, we do a, a podcast together. He's on our afternoon show called The Men's Room, which, Featured a couple of guys that also are from uh, the, I, the I, Maryland I area. Actually, I actually know those guys. Uh, Miles and Thrill, Miles right? And Thrill. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. From uh, used to be on 102.7 here in Baltimore. I actually replaced them at one point when they left for Seattle. It's a true story. Oh, no way. I was on the show that they came in and replaced them when they took off for Seattle. I, mean, I didn't, I didn't get them fired. They, they left on their own. They, they got the job out in Seattle, and they rolled. And yep. then uh, we were the show that came on when, when they left in the middays. So oh, it's, that's too cool. It's a funny connection, absolutely. When you yeah, make sure, on their show and you know what you know what podcast. test you have to pass to get into the matha. What's that? A What's blood, that? A blood test. <laughs> <laughs> if you can pass a blood test, you yeah, you're good. You're, you're good okay. at that point. All right, Migs. I had AJ send a video to Ted when we were in uh, Dallas, uh, just giving him all our time. And the next time I saw Ted, he was listing off all the championships that the matha has won. I mean, they've done pretty okay in, in basketball in particular. Yeah, mainly the, all the – he's like, why don't you go back to AJ and tell him all that? I mean, DeMatha has won the most. However, well, there is a distinct second in the WCC, and we wear purple, but we also go to college. <laughs> so. Dude, it was funny. I, I mentioned him. I met AJ, and I'm like, yeah, you know, and he's like, oh, he was so geeky out because he's a big Terps fan as well. And then I'm like, yeah, and then he goes on online to see where you went to high school. And I kid you not, it went from, like, the, the thrill of, by one degree of separation, knowing you. He's like, oh, Terps, awesome. And then he's like, man, fuck that guy. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, why? He goes, Gonzaga? <laughs> like, That's wow. really funny. That is the really funny. The rivalry continues. Migs, where are you at on Twitter? Uh, at, I'm Steve Migs. I am then Steve Migs. Migs is with one G. Um, and you can find me everywhere on that, from Snapchat to Instagram. Uh, Facebook, all, all that good stuff, man. Awesome. Dude, we appreciate everything you've done for us, man. You're the best, and uh, we uh, we will have to do this again, all right? Oh, I'd love to, man. And thanks for putting out a, a, a super entertaining wrestling podcast. I think uh, I speak for a lot of wrestling fans. It's fun to hear you guys yell at each other and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and also just talk about something that we all love. Yeah, no doubt about that. All right, we're going to wrap up this week's show. AJ, you're on Twitter at AJFrancis410. Yep. And uh, I'm on Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio. Of course, Aaron is at the Aoster and at Jobbing Out Show on Twitter as well. Thanks to Moose for hanging out with Aaron down in Dallas. Thanks again to Migs for hanging out with us. Please continue to spread the word about the show, and we'll be up on uh, SoundCloud and iTunes. And just tell people to search Jobbing Out, and they can find it there. So for uh, Migs and for Aaron and for the main event, AJ Francis. <laughs> I'm Glenn Clark. This has been Jobbing Out.